ladies and gentlemen. Hi. The fuck's going on? Uh, this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm on the road, baby. I'm headed to Austin, Texas on Thursday. I'm headed to Houston, Texas on Friday. And then Saturday, I'm in Durham, North Carolina. Very few tickets available for any of the shows. I think they're basically almost all sold out. Then in February, the 14th, 15th, and 16th, I got a California tour, baby. I'm in Bakersfield on the 15th, Fresno on the 16th, and Santa Barbara on the 17th. Some of the shows are already sold out. JoeRogan.net forward slash tour for all that good stuff. Okay, okay. Well, this episode is brought to you. Here's, here's the thing. Um, I always talk about how there's a bunch of people out there that just work all day and they have long jobs they hate and they're wasting their lives. They're not actually trying to get up and do what they dream of, which is why when you hear about someone who does, the story is, is very compelling, right? It grabs you. Well, there's a new podcast out there that I listen to that's about a guy who has a dream about publishing a book and actually follows through with it. John August is a screenwriter. And a couple of years ago, he had this idea of writing a book. And all of a sudden, the guy picked up a mic, started to record himself, thinking through the process, talking to his friends about it, meeting publishers, writing the book, selling the book. And guess what? His book will now be released in a few weeks. All of these recordings have been turned into a podcast called Launch. And it's from a podcast network called Wandery. W-O-N-D-E-R-Y. And you can listen to Launch right now for free wherever you're listening to this podcast. Or just head over to wandery.fm forward slash launch. Go listen and subscribe to Launch where you're listening to this or visit wandery.fm forward slash launch. That's wandery, like wander, and then with a Y on the end of it, dot fm forward slash launch. Will the book be successful? You'll find out when we do. Ooh. We're also brought to you by Square Cash. Square Cash is the simplest way to pay people back. Friends, families, coworkers, whoever you owe money to, sending and receiving money is totally free and fast. And most payments can be deposited directly to your bank account in just a few seconds. <gasps> now, here's how it works. It's very simple. In the Square Cash app, you link your debit or credit card, select an amount to send, and type in a friend's phone number or email address to complete a payment. They'll get a notification they've just received money, and that's it. No gimmicks, just cold, hard, digital cash. You download the free Square Cash app for iOS or Android now, and here's the big bonus. Now... When you download the Cash app and enter the reward code ROGAN, you'll receive $5, and the Cash app will send $5 to Justin Wren's Fight for the Forgotten. Um, If you've listened to Justin on the podcast, he's one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met in my life. He goes to the Congo on a regular basis and builds wells for the pygmies, and his charity... Fight for the Forgotten is uh, what makes all this possible. So by using the Square Cash app, they will donate $5 
to Justin Wren's Fight for the Forgotten Charity, and you'll receive $5 as well. So again, download the free cash app for iOS or Android and enter the code word ROGAN to receive $5, and an additional $5 will go to the Fight for the Forgotten Charity. A true win-win. It's a beautiful cause, and uh, you get 5 bucks, and they get 5 bucks too. So download the Square Cash app today. We're also brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S., and it is a fantastic idea. If you like to cook, but you don't like to go and go through the recipe and figure out what you need from the store and check your notes and write everything down and make sure you got the right amounts of everything, well, what Blue Apron does is they cut out all of that, and they deliver you all of the ingredients— a lot with a cooler like it, so everything's fresh and step-by-step photographic instructions all for you to construct delicious meals like seared steaks and thyme pan sauce with mashed potatoes and green beans and crispy shallots all in under 45 minutes yeah short rib burgers with a hoppy cheddar sauce on a pretzel bun Ooh. They're the number one fresh ingredient, recipe, and delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. And they offer three meal plans. They have a two-person meal plan, meals that serve two people, and you can choose from eight new recipes per week with the choice to receive either two or three recipes any week. They have a family meal plan, and that's meals that serve four people. You choose four new recipes per week with the choice to receive either two, three, or four recipes any week. And they also have a wine plan. They have delicious wine, six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. I love this service. It is convenient. They give you plenty of variety. They deliver fresh pre-portioned ingredients. And again, step-by-step instructions right to your door. Everything can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. They also send only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Everything is very high quality, and it's fucking delicious. Blue Apron is treating the listeners of this podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience, to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. So check out this week's menu and get your first $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. That's blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. All right. My guest today is one of my good friends. Her name is Whitney Cummings. She's hilarious, and she has a new movie that's coming out. It's coming out next week. Next week? Two weeks? February 9th or some shit? Whatever. It's coming out soon. It's called The Female Brain. Um, you get an insight into her female brain. Her brain's crazy. Whitney's a fascinating person. And um, one of the smartest people I know, and also one of the craziest. But crazy in a good way. She's hilarious. She's brilliant. Give it up for my friend, Whitney Cummings. Joe Rogan Podcast. Check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night. All day. 
what I think. We need to recognize the return of Dr. Cosby and uh, send a shout out to him and all the folks at the barbershop. No, I can't you were- <laughs> do this. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. You were saying uh, before the show, like, what do you do if you're at a comedy club and Bill Cosby walks? Because apparently Bill Cosby's doing stand up again. And like, what do you do? Why isn't he in jail? <laughs> I'm not even trying. Like, I'm not no, trying to be funny. Why isn't right. this guy in jail? Well, because the first first trial was was it a mistrial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it was this. a mistrial. Um, they couldn't agree, which is hilarious. Like, I mean, how many people have to say that guy fucking drugged me and raped me? How many people? Like, is there some sort of? Could you imagine? There's like 80 people yeah. that are telling the same story yeah. of you drugging them and raping them. And people are like, mm, so I and look, and here's what I'll say: like, Get this sucker up to you. You know, I'm sorry. sorry. I just I don't want anything black and phallic near me right now. <laughs> We're talking about Bill Cosby. This is this is too soon for this. I guess I just you know, and it's interesting that this happened after this weekend was the women's march, and I know like a lot of people want to roll their eyes, and I was getting a lot of shit on Instagram for like the women's march. You guys have this is exactly the kind of thing that I'm terrified of. Is that. This guy is now not in jail, and he's just, like, back to doing stand-up. Yeah. Because I don't know if we got desensitized or if we just forgot about him or we just got sick of talking about it. Like, how I just don't understand how people Nobody in that club— Nobody saw it coming. I, I think he's—first of all, he has an enormous ego, and he's a psychopath. Correct. And I think that he is—he's just—he has enough fans and enough people in his community still love him— where he can go places and small places and they accept him and then he's 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 advertising it. And, and what is that? Is that the people page. that accept him with this? Is it people who have their own skeletons in the closet and they see him coming back as like they get redemption in some way or maybe it makes them not be incorrigible people? Or is it like a herd mentality or is it just star fucking? Like, how do you rationalize that in your head? A little bit of star fucking, a okay. little bit of dumb people. The fact that he's famous eclipses the fact that he's a yes. psychopathic. But rapist. then there's also... <clears throat> Do you remember how it was right after O.J. got innocent? There was a guy, and I don't want to say his name because I respect him. He's a comic, and he went on stage. Carrot and he said, top. He said, no, he's a black guy. He goes, my blackness will not allow me to think that O.J. did it. And I, uh, I was... Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what yeah. did I... What yeah. the fuck did I just hear? Like yeah. that is insane. Like okay, all black people are innocent. What if a black person comes in and kills your family? Will your blackness exonerate that person? Like how are you, how are you going to handle it then? And I don't know what the demo. I mean, what were do you know who was in that job? Was it all black people? I don't know anything well, I don't about know. it. I, mean, I can't read it. Like I'm just I'm sick to my stomach. You, you're gonna be okay. No, I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a black when or rape white it, thing, when but rapists I think it's a are on stage performing yeah. and there's not like a complete melee of right. um, disapproval. That's really scary to me. It is scary. It's scary. But I think that uh, there's a certain amount of people that get overwhelmed by celebrity. Mm-hmm. That he shows up like, yeah. I can't believe he's here. They don't but like if say Charles anything. Manson goes up at a jazz club. It's like he's a celebrity, but he's also a Charles Manson probably less of a monster. Here's why. I'll throw this at you. He never killed anybody. Charles Manson actually told people to kill people, and they did. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible that they did it. Like Tex Watson did all the crimes. And um, uh, what was her name? Squeaky Fromm. She was the one who tried to kill Gerald Ford. They, they're the one who did the crimes. Yeah. He was just this crazy fuck who talked these people into these things. He was kind of the puppet master, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but that's Bill what Cosby scares me. Bill Cosby raped who knows how many women. And Allegedly. 
It's also yeah. Allegedly. It's, it's also um. It just it scares me and shakes me to my core. You know, not that a psychopath does psychopathic things, but the people who permit it and who are permissive yeah. and are okay with it and don't resist, like the fact that a bunch of people in that club were just like, okay, we're good. Okay, we're all. Well, we don't really know what happened. We just know that he was there. And we know that he's going to do another show. And then he announced that he was going to do some show at a jazz club. It's like today, I think. Is it today or tomorrow? <laughs> and is this jazz club, I mean, I don't know who owns it. I don't know enough about it probably to weigh in. And I'm like it. frozen with disgust. It's like that's yesterday. the other thing. Is it was like, yesterday? Yeah. Oh, so it's already over. Yeah. As promised, he performed at a jazz club today. But this article is yesterday. Wow. As, As promised. promised. Like, oh, he's a man of his <sighs> word. He he's, might be a rapist, but he does president. not lie. <clears throat> and he was wearing that Hello Friends sweater oh, that he God, always wears. What a fucking nightmare. And he's got that um, Bobby Brown thing on. I don't know what that is. The microphone. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. The like, microphone headpiece thing. And I mean, I don't know. It's just so tricky because it's like I was getting all these nasty comments on Instagram this weekend. Like, well, why are you getting nasty comments? For what? Well, I think with what's going on. Right. Uh, but why, why are they Because the, I was nasty? posting photos from the Women's March, which okay. was the march was about a lot of things. And I think just in the last month or so, there's been a little bit of eye roll of like, oh, this is still going on. You know, like there's a lot of, mm. I think, guys and women. Women also who are a little bit exhausted or I had one guy I talked to a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine who was like, I'm done with this. Like, what do you mean you're done with this? Like, um, we're done with uh, sexual predators being um, getting in trouble and getting fired and getting cleansed from our society and um, possibly, you know, stopping from um assaulting people in the future and they were just like i just i feel like this has gotten ridiculous you know there's i think a lot of people think it's like a hysteria or it's like women being dramatic um or something like that and then something like this happens and i'm like oh are we not being dramatic enough because this is crazy that he's just going on stage and performing like as if everything's just kind of fine again well i think he's a bad example because i think he's nuts and i don't think it makes any sense that he's out i think anyone who rapes as many people is not i think all these people are nuts i think we're more nuts for just being like okay i guess he's doing comedy again. i don't think we are i think most people like what in the fuck are outraged yeah i sent it to tom segura and that was his his immediate reaction was like what (laughs) he gave me like a bunch of i guess i'm thinking about the people who are in that jazz club and the guy that owns that jazz club fuck you guys um yeah we don't know i mean we don't know who these people are here's the thing if i'm in a comedy club and bill Cosby gets on stage. Yeah. I'm like, I got to hear what the fuck this yeah. bitch has to say. Like, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm not yeah. being like, awesome, Bill Cosby's here. So yeah. maybe I should give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they think they're seeing some kind of circus show. Well, I don't think I would say anything. I don't think, I mean, I don't think it helps. Like, I don't think I would yell out, you're a fucking rapist. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would do that. But I definitely think I would sit there and watch and like study him like some weird fucking creature yeah. which is what he is he's a he's it's, an aberration in in humanity like a, well, first of all he's an aberration in a couple ways right right he's an outlier in terms of the the the, po- the popularity he reached mm-hmm. he reached this insane level of popularity and he did it in the 60s and the 70s when the world was a different place right and i really we've talked about this a bunch of times in this podcast i think a lot of people drugged people back then i think it was normal I think that yeah. dropping a Mickey in someone's drinks. I mean, he it was ju- common, maybe not normal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a better way to put yeah. it. I think a lot of people did it. And I yeah. think a lot of people people still do it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> but I think a lot of famous people did it back then. Yeah. I think they were giving out pills, and I don't think I think culturally we've evolved way more than we are aware of. 
I think we think mm-hmm. of ourselves as being very similar to people from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. I don't think we are. I think I think we're way. I think if you go from like 1810 to 1870, mm-hmm. I bet people are pretty goddamn similar. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Good point. Yeah. The technology if, yeah. is moving so fast and adapting to that and the fact that we have alarm right. systems. Right. Got it. 1960 to 2018, mm-hmm. way different. Yeah. Fucking way different. What's acceptable, how people think of things, what we've what, just, that's how people, I think one of the things that's happening, one of the reasons why guys are eye rolling about the women's march is, is that. It's a new thing, and this is this overwhelming amount of energy mm-hmm. that's headed towards this thing. And but yeah. what it represents is years, decades of frustration. Women that had to work with guys that that's were right. grabbing their ass that's and right. trying to fuck them. That's and, right. And the pendulum the, swung hard. It's hard. like it snapped fast. And and there's also we always talk about this, and I'm obsessed with epigenetic imprinting. It's not yeah. just us. It's our moms and our grandmothers yes. who this happened to, and we carry that pain and that yeah. suffering well, I with think us. There's a lot of guys that say, "Hey, I didn't." do anything i shouldn't have to feel this but this is the thing these guys saying like i'm done with this you're not even a part of this yeah like how are you done with this Why you don't this have so, to go there how is this inconveniencing you so like i don't understand well, I guess how if the, you're stuck in traffic well i get yes Women's we, March traffic. <laughs> that's, that's right. it i mean that's exactly right so it's like a couple i mean you're in la you're always yeah. sitting in women's march traffic but i feel that way about it was the actually better marathon. Yeah, about the marathon completely and the gay pride parade and the whatever. So it's like, I'm so sorry you're going to have to like sit in traffic for an extra 20 minutes. But like, you know, get your Amazon drone. Why are you driving on a Saturday anyway? I get it. I mean, it makes sense. If I I just, I guess I don't work in an office. I fucking hate it. I guess I just don't understand why this is such a hassle for men. I don't understand why it's such an unless you were raping people, assaulting people, um, hurting people. Nothing's being taken away from you. And I feel like a lot of men think something's being taken away from them. And I don't know what that is, you know, and I'm just a little bit confused Um, if it's unfollow me. I don't know. Unfollow if it's blowing up your Twitter feed and your Instagram. I just I I can't wrap my head around why this is such an inconvenience for guys and what's so threatening about it. I don't think it's that many guys that are saying this. Okay, most men, I think, are, are recognizing like that. If you look at the stories, like the Harvey Weinstein one is the worst and most egregious example, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a guy that did it for decades. They even enabled him. Cosby's pretty bad, too. Yeah. Well, Cosby's worse. Right. Because Cosby was... Like Harvey Weinstein was an obvious predator. Right. It's like, hey, don't don't go in the chicken coop with the wolf. And here's something interesting. I was also getting shit about this, about um, a lot of people are like, well, if you knew about Harvey, why didn't you say something? And it's just it's such a testament to how um, who said someone said I just got yeah like I just got some uh, comments that were like well you knew about Harvey why didn't you say something you know when you knew about it it? ten years ago or whatever what did you know but I I had heard. Like, oh, he, like, sleeps with actresses and he, like, makes them fuck mm-hmm. them. But I wasn't really in that world, so I knew about it. But what was I going to call up the New York Times and be like, hey, I was on Comedy Central for 10 minutes. So I have an idea. Right. You know, like, who was going li- to, you know, and it's also, it's like the kind of thing where we didn't even know what we were allowed to say. And we didn't even know that there was a possibility for change or uh-huh. that there was a possibility that anything would be done about it. Like, right. that's how um, ingrained in our psyche it was and how we just didn't know there was anything. We just thought that's how it was. Well, first of all, you didn't know him. You didn't work under him. So how- he did come to the comedy store once. Oh. I think you were gone. 
And this isn't like my Harvey Weinstein story. Like it's not close to how awful most of the women's stories are. But it is, I think, more like kind of funny. He came to the comedy store and uh, I, got, I went on stage in the main room and then I left. And then Tommy called me and he was like, oh, Tar- Harvey Weinstein came here to see you. Um, he's here. You need to come back and talk to him. And I was like, I was like already at the improv or already like whatever. And I was like, I, I don't want to go. And then the only reason I did not go back at first, I was like, fuck him for just like summoning me to come back. <laughs> I'm making $22 at the comedy store. Like, I don't, you know, and uh, it already took me 40 minutes to get out of the comedy store parking lot. I can't go back in there. And uh, I remember literally just being like, the lighting in there is bad. I don't want him to see me. The lighting is bad. <laughs> like, the lighting on stage is great. Like, he saw me at my best, and I really don't want to go back and, like, talk to him. I don't, like, know how to do small talk with the producers. I'm not, you know me. I'm, like, a neurotic mess. Like, I'm not good at, like, charming and whatever. Um, but That yeah. is such a crazy way to think of things. It's the lighting in there was perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be everything after me. that's a disaster. I got to go. Like, he saw me at my best. Like, let me just get the fuck out of here. But, like, I... I didn't know how bad it was, but I, you know, it's like the kind of thing that it's like we didn't know what we didn't Don't know. Don't you, you feel a little guilty though? Like what you're saying, what I'm getting is that you've people saying that to you, you feel like, oh, uh, of course, I, I didn't do it. I didn't. Do, I'm, not, I'm not. Totally. Yeah. I All think right. that there's a lot of women that kind of have done nothing wrong, but were consumed with guilt and shame. Like men too. I? Yeah. But I, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I'm yeah. just not hearing a lot of that. I'm not hearing a lot of empathy and maybe I'm just like zoning in on negative comments. Or- I've never had a female employee and I've never worked in an office. But right. even though you hear all this sexual harassment yeah. shit and, uh, and you, you go, did I do anything? Yeah. You got you to gotta check. It seems yeah. like everybody did something. But it's like it, – but we were the same way. It's like – I mean I remember working on a talk show and everyone's like, oh, well, does that count? That's not as bad as right. rape. Like getting granular about it. Like right. I remember I worked on a, um, a talk show, late night talk show, and a guy came up to me um, in front of like a couple of the writers and he took his hand and like put it between my butt cheeks and just went like swiped and he was like, it's like a credit card machine. And, like, everybody started laughing. And, of course, I started laughing because I didn't right. – I froze and I was embarrassed. Was he your friend? No. He was, like, my coworker. Mm. Like, you know. Okay. And it was just kind of a dick comedy <laughs> writer. And I was like, what do I do? What am I going to do? I mean, at the time, I had no concept that it was offensive. I was emotionally right. so numb and unconscious in my 20s. Like, I didn't even think to do anything about it. But looking back, I'm like, that was fucked up. But what was I going to call human resources and say that he, it just right. it, there's all these little tiny things that aren't enough to be assault, but are too much to be appropriate. And it's just like a gray area that I don't, I, you know, it's it's hard for us to to delineate what makes sense of what does well it's funny how cautious you are now <clears throat> i mean we're good friends but we're joking around we had these uh hoverboards yeah, yeah. and we're rolling around these hoverboards. <laughs> if i had fallen you would not have caught me because you didn't want to touch me <laughs> what? Well, what that's my said, fear <laughs> but what you said was hilarious you you wanted to say something about a that's porn right. that's right but you weren't sure if you could talk about it yeah because you were worried that you uh-huh. bringing up a porn <laughs> yeah. would somehow or another be sexually harassing yeah. and i had to say like hey that doesn't work <laughs> you can't do that to Matt. Like, you say whatever the fuck you want. I remember. I'll give you license right now publicly. Say whatever the fuck you want forever. You can't I, sexually harass women me. Women feel it too. Like, I, you know, I don't want to. Well, you don't. You would look feel at like me. A I'm stuttering. I'm right? panicking. Exactly. Right. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Right. And, um, you know, I've been coming back to the comedy store a lot and I hadn't been there in the last like six months. I've been working on something and I noticed when I used to go to the comedy store, I used to feel like prey <coughs> or any comedy club. It was like, you know, people would hug you too long and, you know, you were just waiting to kind of like have something inappropriate happen. I went in the other night. Not one man hugged me. 
Everyone was like, hello, m'lady. People were like bowing at me. Uh, no one would come near me like I was a fucking leper. Donnell Rawlings came up to me and gave me a hug. And halfway through, he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Am I allowed to do that? And I was just like, oh, whoa, like this is this is fucking crazy. The tables have turned because it used to be women were terrified of men. And now men are kind of terrified of women. Definitely guys are afraid of being called out. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And a lot of guys going over there. Are you afraid there. if you don't have skeletons in your closet, though? If you're afraid if you don't? If you don't. Are you afraid because you know you have some shit? Well, here's the thing. You don't have to have skeletons in your closet. Sure. You can just have a bad relationship. Sure. Where someone's mad at you. Mm -hmm. Like, this Aziz Ansari thing is very bizarre. Mm -hmm. Like, this seems like he went on a bad date, mm -hmm. and they took turns eating each other out and blowing each other. And then she didn't like it, and mm -hmm. she said that there was like, I don't know what the fuck happened because I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. But there's a lot of people yeah. that are picking sides on this. And here's, and I'm not accusing or supporting either side because I don't think there's enough information no. yet. And it all seems very like he had one experience, she had one experience. Mm -hmm. And if they're both telling the truth, you know, who fucking knows? But here's what I'll say just about my experience in my 20s as a woman is I was not fully formed yet at 22 years old. I didn't know. I No one is. I had literally no sex I wanted to have in my 20s. <laughs> I didn't well, want to have We it. understand that now that the frontal lobe is not really fully formed in human beings Correct. until you're 25. Correct. So hey guys in your 30s and 40s, stop dating 20 year olds. Just in general, it's just a bad idea. You know, and I think that a really um, big part of the conversation that um, for me a blind spot is um, sexual abuse uh, victims. Yes. So the statistics are a little foggy, but like one out of six women are sexually assaulted as children, and those are only the people that come forward. Is that real? Yes. One out of six? One out of six is 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 the statistic for people that come forward. Jeez. That's not even including the people that don't come forward, which is a lot, which um, and not to get too serious. Did you see that fucking Olympic? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. did you see that Olympic thing? It makes me, it makes me crazy. That Olympic thing is insane. The Olympic gymnastics coach, or doctor rather, that was molesting all those girls? It makes me want to, it makes me homicidal. And, and when they're doing the testimony, the girls, are, he's saying that this is too uncomfortable for him to listen to these girls. I, I, if I saw that guy on the street, I think I'd kill him with my hands. I'd have to. I would go, I would go batshit crazy. So, um, I don't talk about this publicly because I'm too embarrassed. That's the other thing about this. I think that guys, uh, some guys, um, have this idea that us being sexually harassed is like fun for us and we like want to come forward and there's some glory in it. It's embarrassing and it's awful. And I don't talk about my sexual assault um, publicly because I just like freeze up and I but can't. But you're very self-aware. There are people that take some sort of glory in being victimized. Maybe. I can't, I can't speak to that. I mean, what I mean by that is to the point where they will exaggerate any sort of interaction with someone. So there's people Maybe. that, but men and women. I, right? So here's what I'll say. That, that could be true. I don't know enough about the science of that. Um, and I'm not a psychiatrist, but right. my experience was the opposite. I minimized mine. I didn't come Most to Most people do. I didn't come to terms with the fact that I was sexually assaulted until I was 32. I'm 35. Like, I just kind of figured this shit out. And there's a lot of stuff that is still blind spots that I don't want to deal with. And uh, and I was only able to write about it in my book because I, I just I can't talk about it publicly. Right. Like, I freeze up. I get um, weird and scared. And one of the trauma responses of if you've been sexually assaulted as a child is that when a man moves towards you or you have any kind of sexual. See, I'm like getting all nervous. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have a sexual interaction, you freeze up. Because when you were sexually assaulted as a child, it didn't serve you to fight back, and you had to kind of disassociate. And right. That is the, that's why people get confused with it, fight or flight. It's sure. not just fight or flight. Freeze, freeze. is Huge. a big one. I have a freeze yeah. response and around sex. I should be sex. clear about what I'm saying so nobody misconstrues this. What I'm saying, 
I'm not talking about real victimization. I'm talking about people that love to play the victim. Sure. There are a lot of people. I'm not talking about real victim. When I sure. say that people take glory in victimization, yes. I don't mean someone who's actually been sexually assaulted. I mean someone who may have had a weird interaction with the person when they said something to them. And, and by the way, or, I've, I've done that. Like, um, you know, I get bumped at the comedy store and I'm like, can you fucking believe I got it's like I just am getting adrenaline and, and dopamine from like being self-righteous or mm. having been wronged or something. I, I, I know what you mean mm. from that perspective. But I think when it's something real, yeah. my reaction is to completely Freezing hide. is a big one. Yeah. So it's like it's for a, me. That's also a big one with assault. Mm-hmm. If, if people uh, get not just sexual things, but physical assault. A lot of, one of the things that happens to people when they're confronted by someone in a dangerous situation is they panic mm-hmm. and they freeze. They don't do anything. They don't. They, ca- they literally can't move. So if it at least 20% of women have that. Who knows what the fuck is going on in some of these interactions? So for me, like in my 20s, when a guy came towards me, I would freak out. And, and people would go, why didn't they say no? Why didn't they leave? Because I'm fucking frozen and I don't know what to do. And Anybody it's... that says that has never been involved in any sort of real altercation when they're in danger. Anybody mm-hmm. who says, why didn't you just? Th-? Well, you don't know why you didn't do things. Yeah. Like there's times in my life when I look back, I'm like, why didn't I fucking say something? Yeah. Or why didn't yeah. I, why didn't I uh, tell that guy to fuck off? Or what? Well, you don't know what to do sometimes. And that's a lot of, I mean, that was me in my whole 20s. Why didn't I? tell him no why didn't yeah. i leave why didn't i tell him to stop like you know so so a lot of it i didn't even understand because i was too young to right. and i also i didn't it took me 15 years of a 12-step program and therapy and emdr to even be able to What's say emdr emdr um eye movement reprogramming and desensitization how the fuck would you expect anyone to know what that means <laughs> where you could just yell <laughs> Just you, say that. Here's what I'll say. Your fans are so fucking smart and like they're such neurology nerds. Yeah, but that's off the deep end. Well, EMDR. I mean, it's, I've never EMDR, heard of that shit in a, all my life. It's a, a post-traumatic stress disorder therapy. Uh, oh. It was started for um, uh, Vietnam vets wow. and it helps you to sort of deactivate traumatic experiences. Have you ever done ecstasy? No. Yeah. MDMA nope. therapy is supposed to be amazing for people that have gone through trauma. I've been told about this. Yeah. I'm going to go to Coachella next year and try ah, that. I don't know if that's the place. <laughs> um, but it's supposed to be amazing for people that have gone through real traumatic experiences that are just so ingrained in their mind. Like the memories of those experiences are ingrained with trauma and horrible feelings. And somehow or another, MDMA therapy allows people to separate from that and 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 lose the trigger and like lose lose this. this that sounds like a way more fun way to do it because yeah. EMDR is like you sort of have to relive the memory and then other shit gets unearthed and things start clicking into focus. Well, and- the reason why they call it ecstasy is because that's literally what you feel. You feel so much love and it, what what hit it I only floods did it your once. brain with dopamine. Yes. Right? And I only did it once, but the thing that stunned me was how uh, comparatively insecure I am in regular life. Comparatively insecure. Can you say Com- that? Comparatively insecure compared to when you're on ecstasy. Oh, got it. You ecstasy, have no inhibitions. None, and- zero. You're so friendly oh, wow. and so warm and but so you're always affectionate. always like that. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're... When you're on ecstasy, you really realize like all the hitches in your personality, all the wow. things that are holding you back. It made me... I only did it once, but it made me completely aware of insecurity that I didn't even know existed. That's fascinating. Yeah. Let's do that.
Yeah, you do it. You, you trip out. It's very interesting. I'm super into it. I, I had another friend um, recommend that, and I'd be down because it's also like, you know, and something else I'll say, not to speak for all women, like I'm not the face of all women, but like with this administration, if you're a sexual trauma survivor, seeing this fucking guy on the news every day can be really triggering. Did like, you see his post about the Women's March? I, I, his Twitter Joe, post was hilarious. I literally can't read the news anymore because I'm too activated, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going activated. crazy. Yeah. I'm way too activated. Like every, his seeing a sexual predator or someone I deem to be a sexual predator with all the women that have come forward in the news every day is activating my trauma response of. I think he's a predator. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just sexual. I in think general, he's a predator, he's a predator in predator. business. I think he's a predator mm-hmm. in politics. I think he's. I mean, if you look at the way he campaigned, you know, like about the Hillary Clinton locker up, locker up. Yeah, his is predatory. Yes, he finds, He's a bully. We, yeah. Well, he he's a he's a fucking winner. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it that it's way. A, can I tell you? And I was. Do you remember? Um, I think it was. I don't know. If it was the primaries or it was like when Ben Carson was still in the mix and mm-hmm. they were all lined up. And I remember um, seeing. And this was when we all thought it was like a joke. And he called all of them out. He was like, you've asked me for money and you've asked me for money and mm-hmm. you've asked me for money. And I was like, that's fucking hot. Like mm-hmm. this, the, the reptilian brain was like, yeah. oh, shit, like that guy's a fucking winner yeah. and he's not scared of anything. And with the sound off, I'm like, that's the alpha. If shit hits the fan, I'm following that guy. He's old. Mm-hmm. He's lived a long life. Yeah. He's on speed. He's a malignant and he has narcissist. a lot of money. And there's all these reports that he's on diet pills. Do you believe that syphilis theory? I don't know that. That theory. when you have, um, can you look this up, B? As if you haven't already today. <laughs> Do you today? know the diet pill thing, though? No. Are you aware of is this? that like caffeine or is no. it like yes? Well, it's, he's on he's on some sort of amphetamines, apparently, according I to bet. several sources. I bet. One of them that tra- tracked his prescription from Dwayne Reed Pharmacy in New York from a few years back that he was on this one type of amphetamine for like eight years. Do you have to take drug tests if you're the president? No, I don't even know. No, you don't. Wow. No. This is amazing. You have wow. to do. You have to take a drug test if you work for UPS. Wow. <laughs> you don't have to take a drug pre- test if you have the fucking nuclear football. How is that not? Yeah. Well, a I don't thing. know. It doesn't. Meanwhile, Jeff Sessions is fucking trying to take pot away from everybody, and Donald Trump's popping pills. So I don't like, know if he's really popping pills. I just should say this. But what I've read is that what he's taking, what they believe he's taking, is. Do you remember Fen Fen? No. Fen Fen was some shit that went went on like in the nineties. Really? Oh. It was a diet pill that they had to stop taking because it was super effective for people. But it was essentially speed. They they lost their appetite and they start and they, everybody lost. Dexatrim. Do you remember that diet pill? I took that like when I was in high school and had an eating disorder. That's some, that's similar. The, all these things are similar because they're amphetamines. They're speed. They're all they're all they're, they're yeah. all stimulants. Yeah. And there's one of the ingredients in Fen Fen. When the two of them are combined together, Fen-Fen is two different things. And see if you can find that story about what they think that he's on. And the other, the but syphilis. It, but it gives you delusions of, glo- of grandeur. That's a thing. Whoa, like literally I a, need one that. of the symptoms. You, first of all, think about the amount of energy this guy had running for president, giving these long it's speeches, tireless. never seemed tired. Yeah. Do- rumored, Donald, doctor prescribed Donald Trump cheap speed. <laughs> Look at this fucking picture. That picture's amazing. <laughs> Who made that picture? What I'm is triggered. This? I'm who's, triggered. Who's uh, Jim... 
Jim Cook. Jim Cook, you're a fucking wizard. Whoever you are. His neck looks like a fucking elephant. My applause. Ear. That made me laugh hard. The orange is perfect. It's like such a exact, but just exaggerated just enough. The eyes. I'm glad okay. you're enjoying this. He it's, looks I'm like so, you're a rock salt lamp. You gotta be able to laugh while this is going <laughs> I can't. on. You can't. You can't, I can't freak out. Okay. Rumors of Trump's uh, predilection. I love that word. Predilection for stimulants first started really popping up in 1992. And Spy Magazine wrote, "You ever wonder why Donald Trump has acted so erratically at times, full of energy, of manic energy, paranoia, and wow, what is that word? Garrulous." Garrulous. Oh, you ever use that word? Garrulous is like, I thought, like cheerful, like garrulous. Mm, well, you're speeded up. Well, he was a patient of Dr. Joseph Greenberg's from 1982 to 1985. At the time, Dr. Greenberg was notorious for allegedly doling out prescription stimulants to anyone who would pay, blah, 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 diet drugs, which Trump took a How pill can you form. be on diet drugs and also be fat? Because he's eating a lot of terrible things. Oh. Okay, this is the stuff. Okay, Fenfen. It's called Fen. Turamine first gained notoriety in the U.S. under the name Fenfen, a miracle combination of fentermine and fenfluramine, another established anti-obesity drug. The two of them together. The only problem was when the patients taking the drug began uh, reporting addictive. damage to their hearts and lungs. Apparently, the combination take more. destroyed the patient's bodies. So he's not taking both of them. He's taking one. Fentermine on its own, however, is still prescribed. Trouble with thinking, speaking, or walking, decreased ability to exercise, false or unusual sense of well-being, insomnia, nervousness. And this is my suicide note. Increase in uh, sexual ability, desire, drive, that's and performance. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Confusion. Yeah. Sure. I mean, so this is, this is doctor prescribed. Yes. This is what I think. Why wouldn't we he just take Adderall? Well, yeah. he, well, that's a good one. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Got it. We bo- Adderall is Will you look essenti- up the syphilis theory, Trump? Adderall is essentially, like, incredibly similar. There it is, a medical theory. Many mental health professionals believe the president is ill, but what if the cause is an untreated STD? So apparently syphilis, untreated, <laughs> <laughs> creates, like, like, reddening of the face... Manic behavior, uh, the greater. I can't read this. But his part. face is pale. It's orange skin color. Oh, is that self tanner? Yeah. If you look at his eyes, syphilis. That's why his eyes are white. Like all around his eyes, like a raccoon, they're white. Char- okay, it's characterized by the development of an ulcer, usually genital, a few weeks and a few months after sexual contact hey. with the infected person. If the ulcer is not noticed, not da, 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 uh, secondary stage of the disease is seen in some patients. Weeks or months later, these patients may develop a variety. Thank you. Of Look at you. You're leaning I know. towards <laughs> you. Like you're so obsessed. Because <laughs> no, I can't see. Rash, rash. I want to get to the... Um, it's uh, right behind you, too. Oh, I can't swivel. I hurt my back. I told you that. <laughs> I hurt my back on your fucking Segway. Just, just no, you didn't trying even to impress fall. you. I'm suing you. you. Didn't even I'm fall. suing you. We have video cameras everywhere in this place. <laughs> and you know how to use a bow and arrow. I'm not suing you. Uh, Neuropsychiatric disorder, neurosyphilis. Symptoms of neurosyphilis are prote- protein. That means like changing. Varying widely from one individual to another. Irritability, re- loss of ability to concentrate, delusional thinking, and grandiosity. Mm. Memory, insight, and judgment can become impaired. Maybe it's, he's got everything and they're duking it out inside of he his He got system. syphilis in the fucking 80s from Stormy Brown, or whoever, <laughs> and now he's fucking got delusional thinking and grandiosity. Okay, Stormy Brown Patchy right now hair loss. pissed off. And then it also makes your hair like fluffy and just yeah, exactly like his. he's fucking 90 years old. You're going to lose your hair. Uh, There's like a history of his thing. hair. Look at all those girls. <laughs> I banged her. That's I banged amazing. her. I banged her. That's and amazing. I banged her. <laughs> 
That's kind of amazing. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so, I mean, you can see why we're all a little triggered. Yeah, but I don't think, I think people are reaching for straws. I mean, he just got... That, that was interesting. The doctor that examined him mm-hmm. examined him and said that he probably, if he had a good diet, he'd live to be like two hundred years old. He's got just great genes. Mm-hmm. That doctor that examined him, I was like, this is Who this is doctor's this doctor, the guy that weird. killed Michael Jackson, is his doctor. Uh, th- who is no. this guy? But here's the thing: after he did that, then Sanjay Gupta examined the actual results, yeah. and Sanjay Gupta said, "Well, no, there's actually an issue here, mm-hmm. and the issue is something to do with arteries." And something to do with uh, the potential for a uh, future stroke or heart attack. And he was going on, he was basing it on actual test results. And obviously, I don't know jack shit about medicine, but right. see if you can find out what he said. He's a common form of heart disease. Yeah. See, scroll up and see if you can find what it said there. Yeah, here it is. This is what it is. Dr. Ronnie Jackson disclosed Trump's basic lab measurements, physical exam, and the conclusion of a cognitive exam known as the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. Additionally, the president had an echocardiogram of his mm-hmm. heart as well as a stress test, both described as normal. Although it's not a part of the official medical records uh, that were released yesterday, after further questioning, Jackson also revealed that Trump underwent coronary calcium CT scan. Now, this is it. His score was 133, and anything over 100 indicates plaque is present and that the patient has heart disease. According to Trump's official records, in 2009, his coronary calcium score was 34. Does the president have an obligation to be in shape? I mean, wasn't Robert Taft, like, notoriously obese? Like, do you have to be in shape to be the president? I don't know the answer. That's a good question. Like, do you, are there certain... Boxes you have to check. But what I'm getting out of this is it's Sanjay Gupta, who is an unconnected third party who's mm-hmm. unbiased, yeah. is, is going basically just off of these coronary calcium CT scans. Yeah. And what he's showing is the difference between how it was in 2009, mm-hmm. which was 34, 2013, which is 98, and then 2018, which is 133. So you're saying it's increased, yes. basically doubled every... It's bad couple years. It's bad. Everything over 100 indicates heart disease. I'm not going to say anything else bad. I'm worried I'll get death threats. Were you worried that you want him to get this? No, I just, I, I just, you know. Just say it. No one's listening. What's that? <laughs> yeah, millions of fucking people. Um, you know, but I think that's the other thing. I think we're all sort of just, just especially angry. Like when you were talking about the pendulum swinging so hard yeah. of, of women, it's like having to see this constantly every day in the news. This guy is it's, it's hard. It's really hard and depressing. Uh, trying to be objective. This is what I find fascinating about mm-hmm. it is that obviously this is an aberration. Like no yeah. one's ever seen something like this before. Yeah. No one's ever seen a president. There's a video that was on go to the typical liberal Instagram page, mm-hmm. there's a video of him saying no one is better at blank than him. And it's like a video that was actually put together mm-hmm. by um, people to mock him. But the Trump supporters actually love, love it. it. Yeah, play this. Because sure. 24 things nobody is better at than Trump. Play, nobody play. can do it like me. Nobody. Nobody can do it like me. Honestly. Nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody toys. bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. <laughs> nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than me. Nobody's fighting for the veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans. <sighs> There's nobody that's done so much for equality as I have. There's nobody more pro-Israel than I am. There's <laughs> nobody more conservative than me. There is nobody that respects women more than I do. Oh, nobody really? would be tougher okay. on ISIS 
had I than known, Donald Trump. Nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. There's nobody that understands. But here's the thing: before the internet, you could say shit like this and get away with it because no one could check you on it. He belongs in the 1800s when he could just lie to crowds of people and they couldn't corroborate it. Means I know what it means. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Nobody knows the game better than I do. In the history of this country has ever known so much about infrastructure as Donald Trump. Nobody can do it like me. Nobody. <laughs> I feel like people who actually do know shit do the opposite. They're like, look, I'm not a scientist. I don't know that much about this. Like, are more humble about it. I wish he wasn't president because I love him. I love how, what a character he is. He's entertaining. He's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But that's fascinating. But, yeah. just like, but he has power is the yeah, problem. that's the problem. And he's doing horrible as things Just a with character it. and as the yeah. host of a reality show, no. he's a gem. I mean, it's, a, it's such a, a freak. Oh, to be on a reality show, great. Right. Sign me up. But to be running the most powerful country in the world, well, I don't know, maybe China is now, but um, is really, really scary. Well, it's just fascinating, the supporters, too. Like, I love reading his supporters because I'm always trying to figure out which ones are Russians. Like, oh, how many of these are Russian bots? A lot of them are women. There's a few that are women, yeah. yeah. But what are those? A lot of gr- women what's, voted for him. What's the deal with those girls? Um, you know, I, here's what I'll say, and I have some family who voted for him, who are in, um, you know, exile. But no, they're just in working class, and their whole thing is like, we don't, we don't care. All we care about is the bottom line in our jobs. It's actually kind right. of a luxury, um, and that's, I, I think, a, a fair flaw with what's happening with this, you know, women's, you know, movement conversation is right now the people getting the most vil- visibility are fucking and millionaires you know that's sort of the for the most part who's speaking up right now and like you know that's what time's up is for to enfranchise people who don't have the kind of resources to just be like you know what you're mistreating me i'm gonna quit my job you know a lot of people can't quit their job and they have to tolerate sexual harassment and and whatever and they don't really have a choice in the matter they have to stay in bad relationships because they can't afford um to get their own place or whatever but um but all they heard was jobs their thing is like we don't care anything about his character we think all politicians are assholes we just want jobs and that's what he said he was going to promise and he lied you know so they were just like well, sort of played lying? well uh, isn't there he, more jobs now than ever before and isn't the unemployment as low as it's ever been but he was but he was promised i mean health insurance i think they all he, they also thought that they were gonna get this like magical health insurance reform mm. which they didn't get but there was also um he was promising like coal mine jobs which like is a, so crazy a lot of my family members like we're gonna work in coal mines i'm like you realize that's 50,000 jobs, right? Yeah. And they're, it's starting to become obsolete. So he promised kind of jobs that I think the pipeline and shit like that. So I think that, you know, and they just watch Fox News and they believe everything that's when they think like liberal news is a lie, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's like the kind of jobs that they promised. And I know and I think that you're exactly right. It's like um, their whole thing is unemployment going up is what helps women because more women can get jobs. But isn't it a case where when when you see like unemployment and, and how more people are uh, doing better than before and the economy is doing better than it's ever been before, isn't this like a natural cycle? They're like, wasn't it already charting in that direction when Obama was leaving office? I was going to say, I think it's the president that's like four years prior that usually is what causes yeah. it. Because you can't just like become president and then all of a sudden there's more jobs. It's yeah. something that has to start a little bit earlier. I'm not saying Obama. I, I don't know well, enough about of, it. When Obama got into office, everybody was blaming him like right Correct. away. Correct. Even though that's probably what the president before him sure. caused. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Here it goes. So the I'm economy not a- gained a net 11.5 million jobs. The unemployment rate dropped below the historical norm. So 4%. Average yeah. weekly earnings. Earnings for all workers were up 4.1% after inflation. The gain was 3.7%. Or uh, just production and non-supervisory employees after tax corporate profits 
also set records as the stock profits S&P 500 index rose 166%. There was some story about how the tax break that we got here uh, because of Trump that people got, um, that California was going to somehow or another impart some sort of a 10% surcharge to counterbalance that. But and I was like, what? But then they, they hmm. said it was all going to, like, uh, social programs. So I'm like, hmm. well, that's a good thing. I, you know, I, and it's I, like I'm all for paying more taxes if those taxes can go to poor communities. That's what I feel like. I feel like if there's one thing that we need to concentrate on in this country is people that are disenfranchised that live in poor communities that don't feel like there's any hope. Mm-hmm. And then setting up community centers, setting yep. up some some education programs, setting up p- safe places mm-hmm. where kids can go and they mm-hmm. don't have to worry about gang violence sure. and shit and just making it safer for people and giving them more opportunities to possibly get out of that fucking horrible cycle of unemployment and, and, and fucking welfare and crime and that for so me, many like, people are stuck in. And I completely agree. And when I think about that, I'm like, oh, you know... And and this is just my point of view because of what I come from and maybe it's being a woman, a female brain, whatever. But like when I hear that, I'm like the thing that perpetuates that cycle is having kids too soon and having a lack of access to birth control and education. And this administration is a huge threat to that, an enemy to that. So I'm like, what? Why? What depletes you faster than a kid? Is that just a straight up Republican thing? Pull this thing. I'm so sorry. I always have this problem. Don't don't have it like I always do this. Why? What does this say about me? Make it like a fist. Do any of your other guests have this problem? Okay. Okay, good. Okay. I used to do it before I did a podcast. I do radio shows. They'd always yell at me because I wasn't in the mic. Um, But... Uh, but I, what, why is it a Republican thing? It's always a Republican thing to try to deny women birth control, to try to restrict abortion. This is always a Republican thing. Because I think it probably boils down to religion. Yes. And I I don't, I I still can't understand why religion is the reason that people think women have to be cows and fucking have. He's never religious. This is what's so crazy. Yeah. Well, he used to, I I mean, I think a lot of it's kind of like he's conveniently now super pro-life or something. Nobody likes the Bible more than I do. Nobody. Nobody hates abortion more than me. I wish I could do it. I can't do an impression. I was just thinking. Right. You don't. You don't. It's chilling. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear it. Last thing we need is more fucking Trump impressions at the comedy store. I'm good. Um, but uh, Steve Byrne has a really good one. Really? It's really. really? It's really good. I would Steve not have Byrne. seen that coming. No, I didn't see it coming either. I, he did it the other night. I went. Whoa! What? He nails it. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, he nails it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to process he does that the, later. He does the finger thing. <laughs> That's great. I mean, Alec Baldwin's is like fucking just yeah, next level. But um, but yeah, I think it's religiously sort of based and uh, and hubris based. I mean, just the idea that women shouldn't have control over their own bodies. It's just like, why do you want me to have kids that I'm not ready for? It What's depletes it? our um, economic system. It means everyone else has to pay more taxes. It puts more people on welfare. All the things that Republicans hate. Do you think that it's a vulnerability thing? They like women to be vulnerable? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And they want control over Control people. over, yeah, yeah, complete. Yeah. Control over people they've never met. Why do you want to control the uterus of a woman that lives 10 states down from you? How does that benefit you? I think you? there's a sick thing that people have where they want to control people in a lot of ways. I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of, when you see people that are trying to control people's language, when you see people yeah, that are trying PC, to restrict. don't say this, yeah. say this word, don't say this I word. I think there's an, a weird instinct that we need to address when you, outside of ideology outside of you know political lines that you cross there's a weird instinct that people have to try mm-hmm. to control people it's just a fear-based thing yeah. or it's a I habit it's or a thing that people do they don't have much control of themselves mm-hmm. and they want to control their people and i think this is where bullying comes from sure. and i think this is where a lot of what sexual harassment and just the entitlement 
the, the way bosses behave yeah. when they're employed, like this is one of the things about Harvey Weinstein that I found, found fascinating, is that he would bark at his employees and they would run and they were terrified. Yeah. And I used to date a girl, <clears throat> and she was, uh, when I first came to LA, wonderful woman, re- beautiful, perfect personality, terrified of her boss. She worked as an, an agent's assistant. Hmm. She couldn't have been a nicer person. Yeah. And this girl would wake up in the middle of the night terrified sure. that her agent that she was working for needed her to do something. Sure. She would freak out. Sure. She was like constantly worried. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I mean, she made terrible money. And mm-hmm. It was constant stress. And sure. she would work insane hours. I mean, they would make she would make like $400 a week. And she was working fucking insane Yeah, this is hours. before they had the rules of, yeah. you know. I don't you, know what she really made. I'm just guessing. But she was always broke. And then my questions for you are that Stockholm Syndrome, super real thing. Yes. And then what was her relationship with her dad? Was she recreating her childhood circumstances? Yeah, it wasn't Done good. Done that. It wasn't good. Yeah, the relationship And then the epigenetic imprinting. It's, it's yeah. only till very, very recently that we were not completely dependent on men for our survival and that you guys weren't killing us in the streets (laughs) like it's so recent in terms of human evolution and um you know i did this movie with neil brennan and Mm -hmm. uh we wrote it it together it's called the female brain and it's about all the shit because i'm obsessed with figuring out and you're so good at delineating what's nature and what's nurture what's a choice and what's not what's biologically neurologically driven and what's socially constructed i'm that's my fascination in life and like when all this stuff happens i'm always trying to figure out this kind of behavioral stuff and then that it talks a lot about epigenetic imprinting so it's like even if your girlfriend at the time had not gone through some sort of trauma with a man her mom certainly did and then her mom's mom certainly did and she carries that with her so all of a sudden you're in 2016 and a man's yelling at you and it's like flashback to 18 1850 when like one of your ancestors was being fucking murdered by a guy you know like we just don't think about that kind of stuff but what i meant to say is um neil had we used to have the storyline that was about sexual harassment we ended up kind of changing it it's the cecily strong and blake griffin uh storyline about her um because women are generally wired for consensus we get dopamine from consensus right because we are physically weaker i know nobody wants to talk about it when you mean by consensus what do you mean in terms of like if you guys are arguing about something i mean we're on a show that kind of encourages you know, healthy discourse. And I know you guys a little bit and I feel safe here, but in general, in a work environment, I'm going to try to get everyone to agree because 2000 years ago, getting everyone to agree made my life safer. If I'm eight Mm. months pregnant, I need protection from the whole tribe and I want everyone to agree. I'm going to pretend I agree with things that maybe I actually don't. That makes sense. We get dopamine from harmony because I'm less able to defend myself, Mm. especially with men. I need you to like me because I need your protection. Right. We're not that different. I mean, 200 years ago I needed your protection like my brain has not caught up to the fact that like it's illegal for you to attack me and rape me now you that doesn't know? mean anything though it, it, I think it means something to our reptilian brains but you know? the illegal part doesn't mean anything or in terms d- of that's true no one no one's going to save you totally uh, correct that's right. correct you could kill me or you could whenever you wanted but 200 years ago it was like you know what? W- w- there was no phones to even call to report anything. Right. it was just much more common well, I what I'm suppose. saying is that today that the, like anyone saying that that fear is alleviated because there's laws against it is crazy yeah. totally those fears I, are always there completely in my reptile brain just in my conscious brain i'm sort of like okay it's less likely that this is going to happen because we all have this illusion of being civilized you know that's all horseshit i get nervous when i interview francis and gano after a fight like when i got when i had to interview him saturday night because he's 
265 pounds and six foot four, and he smashes people's heads in for a living, and I stand next to him, and I feel like a little tiny person. <laughs> this is just no getting around that. And here's the thing, and that's why it's like that. <clears throat> and he ex- likes me. I know he's not going to do thing. anything to me. But exactly what you're saying to me right now is what I'm trying to explain to people that are like, I don't understand the fucking women's movement. Why are you guys freaking out in the office? It's you not like stop we're talking to those people. It's it's like, what are we going to rape you? It's like. Yeah, maybe. Well, you, I don't get in elevators with guys. The, I just real, I wait for the next one. I'm scared. We have tribal thinking. Mm-hmm. That's, and this is right now, there's a tribal boundaries that are, are being established on the male and female side. And people are picking sides. And there's a, a bunch of men that are annoyed that people are talking too much about women. Yeah. And there's a bunch of women that are saying, now it's my time to be a fucking crazy bitch and go crazy and attack all these men and take We're that, not trying to go crazy. Down. But there are some. But there are okay, some. maybe but I don't what know. What I'm saying them. is, um, see, see you saying that right there. Yeah. we are not trying to do this. Yeah. that's a crazy thing to say because, because you're I'm not all looping women, us all in together. Right? I'm not all men. I guess that's I crazy. just don't know anybody like that. I do. I, I don't. Who? Where? I know on some Instagram? crazy people. I know women? crazy. Yeah, I follow a lot of really insane people on Instagram. There's a lot of like there was a woman that was she's like an editor for Vogue or something like yeah. that that said, um, "Here's an unpopular opinion. I am not at all concerned with men being falsely." Accused of sexual harassment or sexual assault. And that's irresponsible. Well, yeah. But they exist. Yeah. Those people exist. There's, yeah. there's the burn it all down people. Yeah. That fuck them or burn it all down. Yeah. It's but they're in, not going to succeed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's inherently tribal. Sure. This is a tribal thing. Yeah. And it's not, there's no nuance to that. And there's no the, consideration of all the different kinds of men. There's a lot of men that are considerate and friendly and nice, and yeah. they don't, and they're they're concentrating on themselves, and they don't want anything bad to happen to anybody else. But then right. there's men who are like fuck these bitches, yeah. fuck all women, all they're all whores, bitch, and they listen to rap music. Like, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of like really bad rap music lately. That is one of the rare places yeah. where you could still just be a straight up misogynist. Totally. And then, do you think? And I'm always, and I don't know the answer to this. Do you think? Because I think porn definitely affects our psyche and how we view dehumanize women just just right especially young people watching it do you think that a rap song going destroy that shit murder that shit beat that pussy up do you think that that affects the way men view women on like a cellular level it's it's impossible that it doesn't Mm -hmm. it's impossible when you have something that's incredibly popular and you're repeating the words to it over and over again i don't know what percent yeah of a, an effect it has on a 20-year-old brain, right. whether it has a 5% effect yeah. you know, over your parenting and what your life experiences have been yeah. or all the various uh, different variables that come into your your psyche, like what, what, what makes you a human being. I don't know. But that's a factor. It's a factor. And is and what is and what happens and when you hear beat that pussy like is that why do you guys cheer for that like aren't we also kind of on some level wired to protect why isn't it like I'm not I swear tattoo? is that a tampon tattoo <laughs> yes it is what is that no it's a safety pin oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that tattoo is on your wrist. And I was like, does she have a tampon tattooed on her wrist? That would be hilarious. What kind of monster do you think I I am? What kind of monster would get a safety pin? Burn it all down. Why do you have a safety pin? Well, it's like a personal thing. Okay. It's too too much of a bummer. You don't want me to tell you. Most of my tattoos are white. 
Mm. I have white ones everywhere. What? You are fucking um, crazy. Here's what I will say is that burn it all down, people. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like tattoos are white. I want the paint, but I don't want anybody to see it. You have fucking 5,000 yeah, tattoos. I'm you're covered. Why am I crazy? Because you can't see well, I'm mine. I'm crazy, too. I'm uh, not saying I'm not crazy. I don't crazy. think you're crazy. I'm probably pretty crazy. Really? Yeah. You hide it very well. Well, I manage it. Or you it. channel it. You yeah, manage it in I healthy ways. Yeah. You get it out. Oh, if I didn't manage it. If you it. didn't work out every day, would you just be I murdering be, people be in, in the streets? I would probably have been in jail a long time ago. You would be like breaking apes out of zoos and fighting them. I don't think that. But I think <laughs> I, I would have done something really stupid a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think that there's a lot of men that have terrible uh, genetics and instincts and environments that they grow up in. And there's a lot of violence in your life. And yeah. you, you either find a way through that. Or, yeah. For me, the, the way through it was martial arts. Sure. If, if I didn't find martial arts, who knows? Yeah. And I think that is one of the best ways for men to not be pieces of shit to know because i think a lot of the way people yeah, yeah, behave yeah, is yeah, through yeah, insecurity yeah, yeah. totally i think a lot so of so find it, pride in other things so that you have just and have, do ecstasy just, it give you that'll help too but give you some security and give you an outlet for your aggression mm-hmm. and give you some humility yeah. like in martial arts you get humility you get strangled all the time you you learn humility right right you get it's real normal. humble real fast it's, 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 you, you can't you have an ego go. you do it to them they do it to you everybody does it and you hug and there's like real genuine love and affection sure. between the guys that i do jujitsu with it's very it's 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 very intense it's, it's here, as real as it gets and here's something sorry i just wanted to go back to that vogue woman for a second or whoever that was because it's like i think what i'm trying to do is understand like when a man acts in a way that's violent or whatever i'm like what's the root of that what's going on what happened in his childhood like what's going on biologically or genetically or like what has he been taught like he was failed somehow mm-hmm. if a guy feels the need to like rape a woman someone failed him or he's a sociopath and just should be locked up or is mentally ill but like he saw it from his dad he learned it hurt people hurt people so it's like when a woman says like all men should i don't care if they're fought, like i'm like what happened to her that made her think that that's an okay, or that's her paradigm. She or probably met a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. And that Something was, went wrong. <clears throat> yeah, it was probably guys that she grew up with, guys that were in her life. Maybe Could it was be her sexual trauma. Step, uh, her totally. stepdad. There's a lot of variables. And I guess I'm just trying to start a conversation. It's like, let's explore what happened back then and how do we sort of stop that shit from going on? Right. Whether it's like sexual abuse, physical abuse, whether it's like the messages we get growing up of like, and I don't know how you parent your um, kids, but the idea of like, all I heard growing up was calm down, relax, it's fine, be seen. Like the messages that we give kids. Calm down, relax, be fine. About what? Anything. Anytime I cried or I was injured or whatever, it was calm down, you're overreacting. That's what I heard mm. um, as a kid growing and that up. that bothered you? I think it did because Were it, you overreacting? It caused me to, I mean, I was a kid. Right. I don't know. When we when kids but cry. But don't you think that kids should be assured? Like, it's okay. It's just a small boo-boo. You're going to be fine. I think it depends. Okay. I think normally what kids do when they're crying is they're just testing to see how available you are to them. Right? So when you go, calm down, everything's fine. Sort of. Let me tell you, you t- I don't know from enough. someone who has kids. Yeah. They do that, but then they also recognize that it's a way that they can get attention. So they will overreact on purpose about and things. You have to know the difference. Cr- yes. They will have fits if they don't go to the movie they like to see. Sure. Like if my two daughters want to go see a movie and one of them wins and the other one starts throwing a temper tantrum, you got to yeah. go look. We're yeah. going to go see a fun movie. Right. Like you can't get pissed off. Next time you'll get to choose. But yeah. this is crazy. You can't stomp your feet and cry. But she's seven. Yeah, totally. You know? But this is like, 
I have a chance to ex- explain to her that y- these feelings are natural. Like, yeah. you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but you can't hold on to that. Yeah. You've got to let it go and realize, oh, we're still going go to get, go to see a fun movie. Right. It's just not going to be this one. It's going to be that one. Right. And, you know, for whatever reason, we made a decision. Sure. You know, and I and think- we try to be as fair as possible, but you can't have fucking temper tantrums over All the time. Know. Oh, we're going to the wrong restaurant. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that you know, kids do that. Sure, but that's because they're little kids. They, and, they're recognizing that there's some influence, that they have some power over you. And then I'm going to see how much power I can get, yeah. and how much attention I can get, and how much I can play you. So you just have to figure out the difference. I think for me, I learned to invalidate my own reality and stuff my feel. I remember, I, I remember a specific moment where I was like, "You can't rely on adults; they won't help you. Figure it out yourself, mm. or don't have those feelings, or invalidate those own feelings." You know, and I think there's probably a that's bad parenting. You don't want your kid yeah. to go like, if I'm hurt, don't tell anyone. Because well, parenting is fucking confusing. Because yeah. you try to figure out what what bad parenting you received. Mm-hmm. I was lucky in that my parents were very busy, so I didn't get a lot of parenting. Yeah, me too. Same yeah. way. So that's interesting. it wasn't it wasn't like I got bad parenting. I didn't get bad Lack parenting. Thereof. Yeah, but I, was I, just I didn't alone get anybody who was mean to me. Yeah, I just got yeah. I was alone a lot. I was, mm-hmm. but then I found things to occupy my time. So that literally became like those obsessions that I that I developed when I was young with various things, whether it was art or martial arts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those things became my vehicles for developing my human potential. Yeah, and that. Do I, you think you got a lot of eye contact as a kid? I never thought about that until just now. <laughs> Apparently, that's a big one. Eye contact. Eye contact and physical touch in the first couple of years. We you know, did, we're affectionate. My family's always been affectionate. It's always been huggy. Yeah. You know, and I'm real huggy with my family, too. I think, and I'm huggy with my friends, too. I'm, I'm just, I think that's super important. And I think it's also very important to tell your friends. Like, I tell everybody I love them. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I know I, I got really into John Bowlby's theory of attachment because I couldn't make eye contact until, like, two years ago like I would always kind of look here really yeah this is how I used to always look at people and then I just recently started making eye contact and it, make, it still makes me a little bit uncomfortable it's like a muscle but I had something called infant maternal disruption which is basically you just didn't get enough eye contact so um, apparently the amount of eye contact and how physical, do you know this because I'm because I can't make it now but isn't that just a insecure like I used to get real insecure I've talked about this before or talking to a bank teller I'd freak out why I get nervous I was nervous. Well, only bank tellers or just, just that's had, an example? I remember being in the bank, getting ready to deposit a check, and in line, there's two people ahead of me. That's because it was the I old, old times of the comedy store. You didn't know if it would go through. <laughs> no, it was before, way before then. It was before I did comedy. Was it, it, did it have anything to do with a man or a woman? No. No, didn't matter. It's just I just was nervous talking to people. That's so interesting. I'm yeah. like that too. Like the first couple of minutes you talk to me all the time, I get a little shake. Like I'm socially awkward in the beginning, and then I sort of settle in. But I I do get a little shaky when I first talk to people, even now. Well, I feel that with you. I feel yeah. like I have to say we're friends. <laughs> I, know, Wendy, I like, love you. We're friends. Yeah, you're I like, just, right, we're <laughs> friends, right? Yes, we're friends. Like right away, I get was weird. the thing with the porn and the uh, hoverboards. You're like, yeah. uh, this is to- I really shouldn't bring this up. I, like, what are you talking about? I got about? like ner- I get say whatever the fuck you want to say. I get, um, you know, and I th- and I also have this contention called codependence. I'm working on it, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm fucking dealing with it. It's expensive to handle. It's very time consuming to rewire your brain around it. But when I first meet someone, it's like a you it's like a chameleon response where it's like um, when you grow up in a um, alcoholic home or if you have codependence, the first thing you do is you meet someone and you kind of try to figure out what they want. And then you morph to become what makes them comfortable. So I still have to fight that response sometimes, especially with men, especially with men and then with women. Men do that, too, though. 
Men do that for sure. Like, are you in a football? Are you in a ba- Like, who is this guy? Well, and how am I going to make him like me? Uh, That's no. kind of what codependence is. Men, well, men do that with other men, but they also do that with women. They'll become like what the woman wants. Like, women will. I see it a lot of yeah. times with my friends with uh, the way they dress. Like, the woman Peacock will come along. Thing. Yeah. Well, also, the w- women will mold men. Like women will get men into shape. Like you should just lose. Well, that's like in a relationship. I just mean like when I first meet someone, my instinct is kind of like, how do I make? And especially with it, it has taken me so long to not be funny when I'm not doing stand up. Because like the first, my first instinct is make this person laugh, make them like you, and I kind of have to like manually be like, turn that shit off. You're not five, and you're not trying to get the approval of your dad. Like not your dad, not your dad. Turn it off. But what if you just see something funny? You're still free enough to just be funny. I can do that, but it's like my motive is not. I'm trying to make this person like me. My motive is just like all the time. Totally. You know those people who are on all the time. Brian Callen. Just say his name. (laughs) Just say his name. (laughs) But Brian, I feel like genuinely Brian isn't trying to get anyone's approval. Oh, this is no, because he he's not getting it. Well, he's just really funny and he loves <laughs> being correct. that. Brian is at his That's best. Correct. And I said this before. There's an a, innocence to it. He's at his best in a group of people. Correct. Not on stage. He's That's at his really best funny. around 20 people. If you got 20 people and they're going somewhere, Brian's uh-huh. like, guys, 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 yeah. I just want to show you something. Like that. <laughs> Just call my cock. Like he'll, he'll just he'll just be this. He's fucking. I've never met anybody yeah. that makes me laugh harder Kills just me. in groups of people. Kills other me. than Joey Diaz. Kills me. But Joey Diaz is the opposite. Joey Diaz is not trying to do that. He's to just naturally. His, it's not a performance. I just wonder if Brian Callen knows the difference anymore. Like, is there a certain point where you don't even you can't even tell when you're performing and when you're not? It's like just he's morphed. Doesn't in. matter. He doesn't care. Yeah. He has a, a bizarre ability to <laughs> not care if people are upset at him no. or. It's like he's got this weird, almost Peter Pan like way of moving through life. It's correct. I am mm. I am in therapy and a twelve step program to get the inner monologue of Brian Callen. Yeah. If I could just have an iota of the self esteem that he has. Do you have, do you meditate? I do. I lost uh, my dad last year and meditate like suddenly, and my uh, meditation. I started getting too sad. Mm. Like I couldn't close my eyes for twenty minutes, so I've stopped for the past like six months. But I'm mm. trying because I need to build those neural pathways well i feel like you're always do you know that feeling when you're running down a hill where it's super hard to stop yes you know like you yes. have like this momentum yes. it's like whoa 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 you're still yes. up but it's fucking it's yes. tricky that's how i feel you are like yeah. you're running on a slight angle yeah you know you're not flat yeah it's not you're, you're always like a little ah, la, la. <laughs> i'm fucking i am sometimes um i think in the last yeah i agree mm. <laughs> trying to answer in a way that uh makes you seem wrong but i realize you're you're pretty right and i think that also in the last couple years that we've gotten to know each other i haven't been doing as as much stand-up and when i don't do stand-up i get a little manic Mm. i think that stand-up serves a really important like release and catharsis purpose where i'm much more calm when i'm not performing when i do stand-up regularly you get it out right you get out those thoughts these these antagonistic and protagonistic thoughts all these dear weird little ideas that are wrestling in your head like yeah. you could put them into a, a comedy form mm-hmm. and then deliver them on stage it's a very cathartic way of releasing ideas sometimes and then when the audience laughs you know and you're like yeah. oh i nailed this i'm on to something here i got it and there's just i think that you know and again i and not to beat the i come from a we as we all do tricky home and i think that my brain seeks 
a con- control or even a false sense of control mm-hmm. soothes it. And when I do stand up, you kind of get to have control for at least the 20 minutes or an hour that you're oh. on stage and everything feels like it's in order. I know my place, you know, your place is a very clearly defined rules. I'm talking, you're laughing. I'm talking, you're laughing. And that makes me feel really calm. Whereas going through the world with like, I don't know who you are. You're dangerous. I don't, you know, like I have a hyperactive amygdala. So it's like during the day, I'm just very dysregulated and um, doing stand up is just, I don't know. I just feel very like. I know where everybody's place is and I feel safe for that amount of time. Do you get calmed down by working out? A little bit because my motive for working out is so fucked up. (laughs) It's not like to, you know, I'm working more on like working out to get strong and to get healthy. But for the longest time, it was like to get skinny and to look fuckable, you know, so working out was like. I was kind of hate fucking it. I wasn't like doing it because I enjoyed it or wanted to be doing it. So mm. I'm trying to sort of find a new motive. And what, um, kind of, what kind of exercise do you do? I get bored and I, I used to work with a trainer and I stopped. And so I started just started doing it myself, like lifting. And I just want to have a big butt. That's all I really <laughs> care about. I'm just want an ass. So I'm like, use that machine. Is it called the Jimmy John machine? I don't know. <laughs> the one Isn't that, that a like sausage you... <laughs> company or is that a sandwich Jimmy company? Jimmy Dean. Oh, I eat Jimmy Dean sausage to make my yeah. ass bigger. That Jimmy makes John sense. Do you know what sandwiches? I'm talking about? It's a it's a squat machine, but it has like a little helper. Smith, has little claws. Machine. What is it? I think it's the Smith. The Smith, Smith machine? machine is the uh, the the rack yeah. where the squat goes up and down. That's and it's, what I do. And you can just t- turn it forward to catch it. That's what I do. Okay. Why don't you? <laughs> I do that. Yeah, that's that's a good machine to do. It's and good. It's good to do on your own. I used well, to just uh, run. That's actually just. Oh yeah, that's a Smith machine. Yeah, yeah. that's what I do at the gym. Yeah, those are good. And then I do. Um, a lot of people don't like those because you don't have to balance them, though. The idea is that there's there's a benefit to all the stabilizing muscles. Like yeah. if you have a real uh, barbell, uh, a real I don't bar trust on myself. your back. Yeah, sure you do. I'm too ADD. If I oh, do that one, I'm afraid I'll hurt myself. The, the, the Jimmy John helps me to not. <laughs> I'm not like a professional athlete. I'm just like. You should get a hug in pill form and take it five times <laughs> a day. Whatever you just get. Everything's going to be I'm here. I'm working here's a hug. on it. Here's a Fucking... hug in pill form. Um, but uh, mm. I was doing like soul cycle. I was doing like spinning for a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, just because, whatever. There's and a great episode of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on. Oh, on, really? I'm making on, fun of it. You ever watch that show? No, it's funny though. It's I've seen a couple episodes. Fucking hilarious. She's great. It went down for like two episodes, and I almost abandoned it. Great commentary. Let me tell you, folks, if you're if you're watching it now, because I've talked a lot of people into watching it. When you get to like episode six of season one, yep. don't panic. It sucks for two episodes, <laughs> and then it bounces back. I love that you watch Strong. It. It's hilarious. And they made fun of spinning. Oh, there's one with uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah, I love Nick. And he's he's the spin instructor. Great. And Genius. I don't want to give it up. Genius any of casting. It, but, but it's like, it's a cult. These fucking soul cycle things. I used things. to go into soul cycle and cry. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. They'll play like Sheryl Crow or like Pink. Like, you know, Neil Brennan right. always says that I have the musical taste of a 45-year-old divorcee. I love an inspirational <laughs> Kelly Clarkson song. And... <laughs> I swear to fucking God, oh. Pink, Cheryl Crow, Alanis Morissette, like I will just get in there and you just start crying because mm. you're in a lot of pain and you're working really hard and you're just vulnerable. And Do you we feel just, like it's okay to cry because you're sweating? It's like it's me. Like no it's like know. sweat or tears. It's me and a bunch of like publicists crying. Bunch of publicists. Because <laughs> it's $35 a fucking uh, class. It's crazy. You is know? it that much? I think it's like, I mean, if you buy like a hundred packages, it ends up being like 28. I, I like. have a thing called a Peloton bike. Do you ever? Oh, that's the new, no, I tried it. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I tried you, someone else's. You do a live spin class yeah. like, with people. We have it here. So do you do spin it? You like no, it? No, oh. they give it to me. Not a fan. No, oh. I mean, I would I'll use it. I'll come in and do it. But I have one here. 
It's I like, like I just like it because it's like I can get in a groove yeah. and I can check out and think about other things and mm-hmm. like sort of that's it's like a moving meditation for me. That's how I feel like about regular running. When I run the hills, me too. I, I love run, running, but now I run it with my dog. It's a different dynamic because I always have to keep an eye on him. Yeah. But he's pretty stop. good. He waits and waits for me, and then I run. And That's he's great. so much different than any. You dog don't do I've it on a leash. Had. He's just following no, you. No, he's just That's running. That's amazing. Yeah, he's That's great. Cool. He's great, but he's not. A, all my other dogs have been psycho. So really? like, I've had to have them on leashes because oh. they would attack other. What dogs. kind of dog? Pit bulls. Oh. I had a bunch of pit bulls, yeah. so I'd run with them, yeah. and you know. And my Mastiff, I just never ran with him. He's too fucking big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's bad for it's his body, It's hard on their too, bones. Because he's there, always yeah, yeah. limping a little bit, too. He yeah. runs around too much in the yard. He limps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge. They're too big. They're sort yeah. of meant to just hang out and yeah. loaf. And I'm running really steep inclines. This is yours now as a golden retriever, yeah? yeah? That's great. That dog is the That's best. great for them. Running he's with animals like is the best feeling. But me and him have this crazy bond. That's like, so when cool. we stop, like, I'll stop when I run the hills. Mm-hmm. I'll pause, because it's like, you know, I'm running this big sprint up to the top of the hill. And then he'll he'll sit and wait with me and then he just like I love you and he like jump up and kiss me and I'm like so... I love you too buddy like calm down but it's like he's so excited that I do this with him mm-hmm. he loves it he's we so have, grateful well we have this crazy bond thing going on yeah that makes it's, me so happy it's really intense like yeah. I've always like he's a sweet dog I yeah. bonded with him from the moment we got him yeah. but we have this extra bond now that we run three or four times a week oh yeah totally well you're a pack yeah you're a pack together then if you're running together the other day he found some shit I don't know if it was his shit because he usually shits in this area and he just laid down on it started rubbing on it i one time took my fucking dog to hike and he came back he like let him go i was like all right let's see how this goes let's see if this is going to end a lawsuit for me and uh so i let him go he comes back he's covered in like he smells like like wharf i can't even explain the rancid smell i was just like what is that and he's covered in like he's got like stringy like i'm like is that spaghetti and then i keep walking there's a dead deer he had rolled in a dead deer carcass oh so you get all the worms it was just covered in worms and guts and eyeball and i was like oh fuck now i just I'm, you're Ugh. up for adoption. Oof. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Dogs like they that like to, smell. Well, on because them. don't they do it? Because my dogs, um, when coyotes, coyotes, um, when coyotes uh, shit in my yard, my girl rolls in it. Because don't you do it so yeah. that the coyotes think you're in the pack so they don't kill you? Ooh, I think that's why you do it. Wow! Fire up that Google. Make Does sure I'm make not sense? wrong. Yeah, they roll in the shit so that the coyote doesn't kill them. There's a guy I follow on Instagram that has a pet coyote. And he hunts coyotes, and he uses this pet coyote to, lure to help him? him hunt coyotes. I he don't has like this person. Dogs, and they hunt. Coy- well, this hunting is, coyotes is, is important in areas where coyotes attack deer fawns and uh, co- coyotes. Is this in California? No, oh. no. He's he's a hunter. I mean, the guy's just a hunter. Period. Yeah. But one of the things that he's done, he found a puppy, a coyote puppy that had been abandoned, and so he adopted it. And she lives with him. It's really weird. But coyotes are like, well, coyotes can't yeah. attune to human faces. Like they're basically sociopathic. They they're not like dogs. You can't domesticate them. Yeah. yeah maybe not true because this dog know. seems to be very playful with him. Yeah. And and like was biting his hand and ah, yeah. and then, but not hurting him. And he's he's petting it and and the mm. dogs. It's playing with other dogs. 
you know. Oh, but you can raise because it's like you know I, I, I go to this. Yeah, I go to and work with these this place Wolf Connection, and essentially mm-hmm. it's like I'm always like, well, which one's the most wolf? Which one has the highest content of wolf in it? Like yeah. with their blood, and they're like, it doesn't really matter. It's back to the nature nurture thing. It's that there are some wolves that were raised by dogs that have more dog like qualities, and some dogs that are raised like wolves that have more wolf like qualities. Right. It's like the nature and nurture thing. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and this ki- this is uh, what does it got? Rolling in feces, the really common possibly dog's ancient instinct to mask his scent, which mm-hmm. then enable an animal to sneak up on their prey without detection. Hmm. Ah. So you might keep your... So, oh, I guess dogs do it with other dog poop as mm-hmm. well. But yeah. my dog doesn't roll in my other dog's shit, only coyote shit. Mm, Why doesn't... You know what I mean? So anything that it minute, perceives... Your dogs is- are fucking tanks huge they're probably not worried yeah. about a fucking coyote but coyotes hunt in fucking packs mm. and they lure one and they surround them and did i ever tell you a story about the guy who worked at the uh, uh pet food store there's <laughs> no. a guy who worked at the pet food store also worked at a veterinarian's <laughs> place and they got this dog in it was laughing. one of those giant pit bulls one of those like 120 pound yeah. muscular tank yeah. pit bulls yeah and it was covered with cuts all over its body we required hundreds and hundreds of stitches mm-hmm. and so he asked the owner like what happened he goes i don't no, he goes. I came home and he had gotten out of the yard. He was covered in blood. It was all fucked up. He goes. I don't know what happened. And so uh, they stitched the dog up, and then they follow literally follow a blood trail up into the hills, where he finds nine dead coyotes. Jesus, this pit bull. They they lured him in, and then the coyotes ambushed him, and he killed them all. It's he goes. It was like, my homie right there. Yeah, exactly. My he homie. goes. It was like Vietnam, dude. It was like just necks ripped open, right. guts torn apart, arms snapped off. He goes. This this pit bull just killed. The pit bull had a head like a fucking fire yeah, and their muscles are in their head. Yeah, it was a monster dog. You know, I had my ear bitten off by one. Yeah, like you it, told it me. happens so fucking fast. It, I didn't. I didn't feel anything. That's and how you said I it felt, didn't ma- mean to do it. I felt just, no pain. Didn't mean to. Do, it was like it. So it does. I don't have to defend it. I we feel talked like, about it on the podcast, right? So it's like, but I just I it was so fucking fast. I didn't even feel it. I felt no pain. That's how fucking precise it was. That's what they say about shark bites. That you don't. You don't feel the shark bite until you realize your legs missing. Actually, that girl Bethany yeah. something. She said it was like an orgasm. It was like bliss because so much dopamine rushes to the area, so that you keep fighting. Like it actually like, felt good. I don't think I'm comfortable about a 13 year old talking about orgasms. Oh God, we're going to jail, Joe. Sure? We're going to jail. Well, sure she, she just said, said it was. Like she orgasm? said it was like an, maybe I'm. Maybe you're. Maybe I'm there. putting that in yeah. there because I want to fuck a, a shark. Kid. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't sue me. Please. I do feel myself walking on eggshells around anything sexual all you the time shouldn't. now. You can't. You, a woman, I, I would say this right now. You can say whatever the fuck. We're you want fucking to next. Me. You know, women are next, and they should no, be. They should. They sh- be. If women are predators no, and, no, and no. using their power to coerce people, they should. Have you seen my Harvey Weinstein bit? You haven't seen it. No. Okay. I'll. I'll see it Wednesday. I'll tell you. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I, th- I don't. That's that's nonsense. That any guy. Well, there are. I know guys that have been victimized by women at work. Me there was too. a guy, uh, TJ. Remember the amazing atheist was telling the story about the woman that he worked with was always grabbing his ass and making him uncomfortable, and she was like his boss. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, real socially awkward and in this fucked up situation. But that's super rare. And I think that this is a balancing thing. And yeah. then this, this, uh, you, you know what I thought was the most hilarious thing about the uh, Women's March? What? <laughs> that um, people were angry <laughs> that these white women were wearing pink pussy hats because not all women oh, have, have vaginas. Pussies. Because not all women have vaginas. Because there's trans women. Oh, I thought you were saying not, not all women's all women pussies are pus- pink. That too, because <laughs> women of color, it's both. They're offensive to women of color I and trans women. I haven't heard this. How many trans women were marching in the Women's March? I, I saw a bunch. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I didn't know they were trans based on their appearance. Calm down, internet. I know them personally, so uh, I knew that they I were trans. I would have been able to tell. Yeah. I, I would have <laughs> sniffed them out for you. But this, <laughs> this, this fucking what does that thread. Mean? Do dicks I'm, have I'm a joker. I'm a comedian. <laughs> there was a thread on my um, Twitter that I wasn't even involved with where these trans people and uh-huh. these lesbians were going at it back and forth. Oh, Jesus. And it was fascinating because yeah. lesbians are one of the few groups that don't feel intimidated to talk shit to trans people they're like they're, oh, re- they're like inoculated yeah. against the yeah and they were saying that these trans people are homophobic and these trans women oh, that are tra- it was fucking crazy it was I for days for i mean for seven or eight days they were going at it back and forth but essentially the trans women this is what the lesbians were saying that the va- the violence the intersexual the, no that's not the way intersectional no the, the violence between women women on women violence in relationships domestic violence uh-huh. the the statistics were skewed because a lot of it is trans women that were attacking women that they were in relationships with because these women that are trans women they have the same behavior that men have, which is the, this Correct. inclination okay. towards sure. domestic violence. Sure. And so they were saying that, and she was citing statistics about how many of these women that were the, the, the victimizers were not, they weren't, uh, they would not specify their gender at birth. They were talking about their current gender, and which is like a weird thing now. You don't have to, like you could get arrested if is you're a trans it, woman for beating up a woman, and they will say, okay, you're a woman. I and they'll see. say, yes, I am a woman. But okay, you have but the were strength you born of a, a woman? man. Right, it's right. none of your fucking business. Like, oh, okay. And then, so there was this, oh, it was shit. really deep. That's fascinating. Because one of these lesbians that started this with these trans women was very educated about these statistics and was, was attacking these trans women. And she was saying, essentially, like, don't go around and say, because you've been a woman for a fucking year and a half, yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, understand yeah, right, the struggle. Right. Fuck off. Right. Right. And because you were just had male privilege two years ago or whatever, and you've had it your whole life. What was that video that um, that guy, that comedian? We, you said it to me. Yeah, thing. yeah. I, I, so I ran into him yesterday. Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah. I ran find, into him. Find his Twitter page. I ran, and there's a thing that he did with uh, with Kate. No, it's, it was um, Bruce Jenner. Bruce, no, Kate, no, Caitlyn Caitlyn. Jenner. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. You're gonna get us killed. I'm, 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 fuck that. <laughs> Can't change your name. I love coming in here. There's no PC shit allowed in here at all. Fuck off. Um, but uh, but uh, this, and, this is and, it. Hold on. Yeah, play you it, play it from those. the beginning and give me some volume. So <laughs> well, hold on. Before you play it, before you play it, this you is what I wake up know. to. This is. Um, so Kyle Dunning, how do you say his name? Dunnigan. Dun- Kyle Dunnigan mm-hmm. did a face swap with Kim Kardashian and Caitlyn Jenner. And so uh, take it from the beginning. It's, it's. Uh, hey, how about this women's movement, huh? It's our turn now. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> God, you lived as a man most of your life. You're not a victim. Are you serious? Bruce used to make me touch his penis till he climaxed. Yeah. Time's up. Me too. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. That was you, though. Oh, nice, Kim. Blame the victim. That's nice. What's your next question? What was I wearing? Jeez. What are you wearing? It's super cute. <laughs> are you like this? Donna Karen, 800 bucks. Worth that. That's funny. Hey, fuck yeah, it was worth it. That's, that's it. But it's fucking Where did very you find it? Oh, it's Twitter page. Um, no, it's Instagram. Somebody sent it to me. 
I think that's his Twitter. But somebody sent it to me on his Instagram page. He oh, does that he as, does tons of this. I don't yeah, know yeah. him, but he does a bunch of these, and they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He wrote he's an Amy. Really, he wrote an Amy Schumer show. Oh, um, he's yeah, really funny. He's really funny. Hey, do you remember back in the day he that cow commercial? He did that cow commercial back in the day. Was it Chick Fil A or something where he was like dancing with a cow? Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, we don't have to play that. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm not playing a fucking Chick Fil A commercial. <laughs> um, but I just mean like it was something funny. He's he's funny. He's I a tried funny to go to Chick Fil A yesterday. Why? Because I'm I was hungry. Do you eat fast food? Occasionally, on Sundays. Chick Fil A is fucking delicious. I went to Five but Guys must instead, ter- but I couldn't go on is Sunday. It terrible for you. Five Guys. It's Why can't you it's go on Sunday? Because they are open because oh. of the baby Jesus. Chick Fil A oh, does because not open Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Is fucking super religious. Yeah, I'm gonna go have an abortion on... in the Chick Fil A bathroom. Don't do that. Do you think that would upset anybody? Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah, I feel like I heard we're not supposed to eat a Chick Fil A because of that. <laughs> you can't eat anywhere. You, heard. <laughs> you, can, to you can't. Look, I was somewhere the other day, other day, and I was like, "Oh, let's go to this restaurant." They're like, "We can't. That's a Mario Batali restaurant." I was like, how "Fucking! About, can everyone stop raping people so I can eat my favorite pasta?" How about Monique telling everybody to boycott Netflix? That was crazy, that's huh? Hilarious. I mean, that's a fucking <laughs> insane. I'm only getting a half a million dollars for an hour. You, but it's like for most people, that's like an insane fucking amount. I mean, that's an insane amount of money. Well, what's insane is her comparing herself to Chris Rock, not and Dave relatable. Schumer, you know, like, look, she's not as famous. There's right. a, there's a, there's a scale. And by this the way, pay disparity stuff is tricky because you get paid based on the value that you bring. You know who else was going on that? Kathy uh, Griffin. Kathy Griffin was saying something about, no. I mean, she did 23 stand up sh- shows, with 23 now. standing ovations. I'm just going to keep would do a special. <laughs> she would be willing to do a special, but she wants to make sure she gets equal pay for an equal pay for women. And she was making it a part of that. Like, here's come my thing. On. Say no and go somewhere else. You know, yeah. There's so many outlets now. There's Epics. There's fucking Hulu. There's so many places. Just but, say no. But this, here's the thing. They pay you what they think it's worth. Yeah, B- based on how popular you are, yeah. based on how popular your stand-up is, yeah. and based on what they think the they can get out The tickets that you can sell. Yeah, I mean, that's why Dave Chappelle gets the most. That's why Amy Schumer got a lot. Yeah. She was selling out fucking arenas. gigantic arenas. She was selling out arenas. Yeah, Monique's not doing that. Uh, yeah. So for her to compare herself to those two people is fucking crazy. I agree. And she's b- basing it on her... Tickets, like uh, their box office for movies that she was in. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's also, you're not just getting paid that amount. You're getting paid when the special airs. The tickets are going to sell because that special is streaming. Well, you know, like are future. People so crazy when they start going, well, boycott. You need to boycott. We need to boycott Like anyone's going to fuck up. Netflix could, the head of Netflix could openly lynch someone and not one person would stop watching Netflix. Well, don't you think they're so were in addicted trouble, to it? They were in trouble, though, with the Kevin Spacey thing. They had to do something about that. And they did. And they did. And they did. They I mean, to. they lost a lot of money on it. Yeah, they lost 39 million bucks. Yeah. Between that wow, and I didn't the know Gore Vidal. Much. Yeah, there was a Oh, right, the Gore Vidal, the Kevin Spacey thing. They, they you know where they shot that movie? Yeah. Ravel, yeah. Yeah, Ravel. I saw them when we were, when we yeah. were there. Yeah, well, um, that was where Gore Vidal used to go to bang dudes. But that's I feel like that's right. But I feel Ooh. like that it had to get this bad for people to be like, you know what, we're not going to hire these people because it's going to, it has to be like a bottom line issue. To have, be like, I'm not going to hire a rapist because it's too expensive. Have you ever seen the Gore Vidal, William F. Buckley documentary? No. Where it details. Is that, was that his lover? No, Who's, no, the opposite. They hated each other. Oh, William F. Buckley was a, lot a conservative. Of lovers hate each other. <laughs> he was a British conservative guy who was very popular during the day. Yeah, and uh, this is from the 1960s on television, and they were debating back and forth: Gore right. Vidal and William F. Buckley. Yeah, the, you know, liberal versus conservative. But yeah. like on national television, it was like these really wow. contentious, highly charged debates, and it kind of sunk William F. Buckley's career because at one time. 
Gore Vidal called him a Nazi, called him a neo-Nazi or something, something along those lines. And then William F. Buckley said something, called him a fucking queer and I'll, hey. I'll punch your face, I'll, I'll sock you in your nose and you'll stay plastered. Like lost his cool on television, called him a queer on television. And it was like this whoa moment. And then William F. Buckley's career. I love career, that. I like, love when people lose descended. their shit. Well, you, saw, he, you get to see who he really is. Yeah. You pressure him. When somebody snaps. Like, yeah. and I love thinking about what in 30 years or when you look back and be like, yo, I can't believe we used to just fucking say that. You know, yeah. like retard. We used to just say retard. I still all- say it. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> but only the retards. <laughs> but not, only not, someone's not people being with retarded. a disease. Just a human who does. <laughs> but the word is not, the word is re- retarded means like to slow the growth of something. Yes, to like retard the business. Yeah. Retarded ideas. Yeah. You know, like, or like, yeah. like, Okay, like denying someone birth control. That is retarded. It's retarded. It's like socially retarded. Right, because it's retarding. Right? Pro- it's yes. slowing progress. Yes. I don't think that's a bad word. Yeah. I, what I think is a bad thing is to mock someone who has a disability. Correct. But I don't think that, that you're always talking about that when you're saying that word. Yeah. I think we have a real problem with language policing. Agreed. I think we have a real problem with denying the use of sounds. There's, this is what a word's supposed to be. It's like you make a noise, mm-hmm. so I understand what you're saying. I understand, like, it, there's, there has to be context. Like, I understand, I have to, you're, it's supposed to be a sound that you make so I can understand what you're trying to convey. Right. And that's... This- but if you say that's retarded and I go, you mean, you know, that's missing a chromosome? You know, like, it's like... Well, that would be me saying that's Down syndrome, though. Right. Oh, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 I think it's figuring out what the ideology is of the word. I did not know. This happened recently. Someone said in a writer's room, um, she's uppity. I did not know that that was a slave term. We all learned very quickly that that was a term. That That's eti- what it means? Yes. The etiology of it was to describe a slave that was acting out. And we uppity. learned uppity. I thought, wow. I always thought uppity was someone who is like a highfalutin, like, uh, you know, some rich person. I thought it was just someone who was um, recalcitrant and would not participate or who was uh, yeah. resisting. But yeah. it actually has origins in and same with like paddy wagon. Is like offensive to Irish people because it used to describe drunk Irish people. Like, oh, but Irish people don't care. Trust me, I'm one quarter Irish. Of we course, don't give a fuck. of course, it's like non-Irish people are the ones that are offended. Isn't it by. funny that like one quarter Irish? I can't really say I'm Irish, but if I was one quarter black, I'd be. You would be. I have a fucking afro. <laughs> I would be a part of the community. And then what's the other one? Uh, there was another one um, under your thumb. If you have someone under your thumb, it's a Rolling Stone song. It, yeah, but it was. It used to be um, that was the thickness of a switch that you could hit. Your your wife with it had to be it couldn't be thicker than your thumb what? yeah like there's a, like the, is it etiology or etymology? etymology etymology of um those words which i just didn't know um do you know the term faggot where that came from uh cigarettes no a that's bundle a fag. of sticks oh that's right right and do you know why, why did it turn into a gay slur this is this will piss me off on louis ck show uh-huh. they, they use this urban myth that what it meant was that a bundle of sticks was a faggot, and so a, a gay man was a faggot because they were a bundle of sticks, and you would burn them in a fire. That's not true mm-hmm. at all. Did he know that wasn't true? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's convenient to ignore. All you had to do is research it. It's not hard. What a bundle of sticks was referred to yes. was a burdensome woman. They would call a burdensome woman a faggot. Because she was like a bundle oh. of sticks, very difficult to carry around. It would be Tricky. awkward. So a man who acted like a woman was a faggot. Whoa. That's what the term meant. 
That's where it came from. That's the, no idea. That's the absolute origins of that term. So when people say, no like, idea. there was a gay guy on Louis C.K.'s show that was saying that, and I was, it was him and Nick DiPaolo and Louis were all playing cards together, and someone said some faggot, and you realize why that's so offensive? It's because, you know, they used to burn people. There's no fucking history of gay people being burned like witches. Yeah. By the way, even the Salem witch trials, yeah. they didn't burn witches. They drowned them. They drowned them and dogs. This is how fucking insane the hysteria was. They, they the killed. Dogs? They killed two dogs in the Salem witch trials. Because they were dogs or witches. They just. It was mass hysteria. Do you they know why they minds. think they did that? Mm, why they think what? The why dogs the, or the drownings? Why the whole witch trial thing happened? Um, com- uh, religious fanaticism. Ergot. There was a late frost, and this has been proven by core samples oh. of the ground. They had a late frost, and when you have a late frost on wheat, one of the things that happens is bacterial growth on the wheat. It, re- it, it it essentially ergot is very similar to lysergic acid, very similar to, to LSD. Um, cows were dying and shit, right? Yeah. And they thought it was like witchcraft. Well, yeah, was there's, it from there's a little bit of that, but that could have been other uh, simple other Just diseases. Just fucking everyone had but, a hepatitis back then. But ergot is a psychedelic, and so these That's people insane. were literally on acid. And they were freaking the fuck out, thinking they were being hexed by witches. And they were paranoid. Well, why was it only women? Why didn't they think men were being witches as well? I guess a couple of men, men did die. But, I don't know. And babies. They killed a couple of babies. Jesus Christ. They just lost their fucking minds. Well, they're on acid. But yeah. I think, you know, given the situation when men are in a position of power, which they almost always were back then, mm-hmm. and then something's happening to them, yeah. they would go for the weakest thing, which is probably mm-hmm. a woman or a yeah. single woman or a yeah. woman is weird in mm-hmm. any way and just like that bitch i mean it's also just a, sort of annoying that now people are like this is a witch hunt this is a witch hunt like without mm. even knowing that that word is actually something to describe when men used to hunt women and now right. they're using it as a way because this like i mean you know men thinking that we're like hunting them or it's some kind of like mccarthyism or something yeah well m- witch hunt the idea is that you're looking for something that's not really there exactly like yeah exactly yeah you know and i guess i just don't know a lot of people who are doing that yeah, I think it, there's a real problem we have, like we said earlier, about tribalism, Correct. about being on tribe. This is a mass female. shaming. It's a mass shaming, wouldn't you say? There's definitely that going on for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying what I'm saying is that people identifying with all women or men identifying with all men. Yeah. Like especially men I did like I I had this bit that I was doing for a while about um a bumper sticker that I saw in a car. It said girls kick ass. No, I was like I, that drives I me nuts. Like, I hate that shit. Some of them. I I some I, of them are lazy. Don't even I mean we're getting into this. Have you seen the bit but I the do? The point I, is the point is, you can never have that about men. Like a guy have a bumper sticker that said "boys kick ass" and be like, no, put, no. "Pull the fuck over." Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what's What's in your car? So like, yes, and here's what fingers. I'll say: I, I do have a lot of girlfriends who are conflating, you know, empowerment with entitlement. Mm. I totally get it, and I have a lot of girlfriends who think they're feminists and they're actually just assholes. Like I yes. have that. I've yes. t- I talk about this a little bit. That's real, right? On stage, yeah, I have a couple girlfriends who are like, I, I need a man to respect me, and I, men need to respect me. I'm like, bitch, you need to get those photos of you in tank tops that say "Rose" all day off your fucking Instagram before we have this conversation, or not, or not. Or recognize who you are. <laughs> but yeah, or but like you know, you then earn my respect. You know, you don't automatically get respect just because you're a woman. That's entitlement. You know, you still mm-hmm. have to like watch a fucking TED talk and read book every now and then <laughs> like yeah. you still have to like be cool and know what you're talking about so it's like you know i, I there's definitely some duds i'm well I, there's people that are you know they're now on the team that's attacking 
Mm-hmm. And this is and there's a tribal like yeah. This is no different than someone like the Patriots. We're fucking kicking ass. Yeah, like, that's that's tribal too. It's yeah. the same thing. It's a natural inclination that people have. But it's also at the same time like you know I think a lot of guys I've heard be like, well, you guys hate all men and you think all men are assholes. It's like for me, it's actually the opposite. I know a lot of really amazing men that have self control and res- restraint that I'm comparing the shitheads to. You know, like in those your- guys that say that though. Just- or just what? They're, they're just, scared. They're like, guilty. Who's, they're who's saying that you hate all men. No, I get uh, the people are like you're you bitter, you know, feminists that hate men. Like the, you can't even the say same that thing. Word. They're tribal. Yeah. They're, they want to stand up for tribe male. Yeah. Instead of just objectively looking at this and going, what's going on? Well, imagine being a woman, man. Imagine yeah. being a woman who's been working in an office yeah. and dealing with this shit all of your life. Imagine being a woman who's been raped. Imagine being a woman who's been you know had to walk down the street past a bunch of guys and they grabbed her ass and harassed her and, and learn about the yeah. neurological ramifications of that that go on i.e like sometimes we can't speak out sometimes we freeze like you yeah. said um you know and i think it's just like nobody wants to look into that research there are some women very few mm-hmm. but there are some women that hate men there are some men I'm, i won't say very to hate few. a whole gender is a yeah. trauma response yeah that is a most likely one person hurt me or a couple people hurt me and i need to generalize about all of them to give myself a false sense of safety i have friends that have been divorced a couple times and those are the trickiest ones because hmm. those guys like they literally uh, like they have this idea that there's like uh that the the women are the enemy and they take your money and they they some do they pretend some they don't. like you they pretend they like you, and then eventually they turn on you, and they get their lawyers, and they take your money. And, and then I go, what's going on with you that you keep gravitating that woman? Yeah. That's my thing. It's like, what's going on with you that you, like, you had no idea? Well, people are very different in the beginning Date of a relationship. women that have as much money as you. Very Why few are people you... have real personal sovereignty in the beginning of a relationship. Like, Interesting. In, in the beginning of a relationship, you lock on, like, is this going to be the person that makes me feel better about life? Yeah. Is this going to be the person that brings me joy? Yeah. Is this going to be the person that brings me lust and sex yeah. and fun? and yeah. this is, and Oxytocin. then after one, you get bored with each other, yep. and then people get resentful. Yep, and, yep, yep. and this is the thing about men with money that I've always said: like when a man with money is dating a woman who doesn't have money, then there's this weird dynamic. Like but the I think woman, you like it at first, or some guys like it at first. Okay. The man, when the man with money is dating the woman that doesn't have any money. The woman is like, wow, this guy's got money. This is amazing. But then when they get married, she's got money too now. It's like now you're just another guy. Like I'm a rich lady now. Yeah. Like now I have money. Like oh, I'm fucking divorced this dude. I'm I'm rich. Fuck oh, this. I see. So and then they're getting they get yeah. entitled to money. I would say I would never take money of a guy I'm dating. I, or well, you have if I'm money. Married. That's yeah. different. See, yeah. You're not. I mean, but that dynamic of the guy having all the money and the woman being like a waitress or something like that. Yeah. That's a normal dynamic. Yeah. And when it happens. Like men like it because like, look at me, you know, I have I'm so advanced in comparison to, you know, to what she is financially to right. where she is. I have all these things that I can offer her that she can never get on her own. We're going to fly to Paris on a private jet. I'm going to blow her mind. You know, that kind of shit. Right. Yeah. And then the woman marries this fucking asshole. And then next thing you know, she is rich, too. She's got Gucci bags and a big diamond and she's driving a Ferrari. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to suck this guy's dick anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the whole thing. And, and then, you know, she's not impressed anymore because she's wealthy, too. So she's, he's not a wealthy guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's just a guy because mm-hmm. she's wealthy. I see. They're now equals. And yeah. he doesn't have something that I can't exactly. access on my own. I don't need him anymore. Exactly. I don't, I've never, I don't, I've not had money before and um, I've been hungry and poor before. I, I guess I get that, but I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe things are going to change in terms of like, maybe we'll look back in 40 years and be like, remember?
remember when 40 year olds just used to date broke 20 year olds? Like, it's I mean, it's still going to happen. I, it's still going to happen. It's bi- we're biologically wired. You guys are biologically wired to want to, you know, fuck women that are fertile. I totally get that. It's not just that. It the might women be a liability. Are biologically wired to want to fuck successful, totally. mature men that are that have their shit together. They're more sure. emotionally stable. They're physically more sure. together. Sure. Yeah. Are this, you my dad? Are you my dad? I've done it. But this is not even just a dad thing. It's just a, a position of power. Mm-hmm. Like that someone is yeah. like they've accomplished something. And maybe that's like going to be the new Darwinism is this is like I don't need to date a man who has power. I don't really need protection. Right. Because we have alarm systems and I have a lock on my door and whatever. But we're still wired to seek men that are alphas and that have power and that have resources, even though. You know, maybe we're not, I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon unless we go full socialist. Like we're not You're as vulnerable gonna, as we were 2000 years ago, you know? Yeah. Well, we're definitely I'm sure 2000 years ago, men and women had a much more different dynamic than they mm-hmm. have in 2018. Yeah, it's, it's getting better. Yeah. I think overall we have less violence. We have less crime. We have less almost everything today than we did 2000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think. In, but I think the amount of radical change that's happening, like we were talking about before, between 1960 and today, yeah. if we go another 50 years in the future, it's going to be even more insane. But it just might be like like the guy, the people that thrive are the ones that are able to have some self-control over their primordial brain. So it's like you, it's like, I want a Ferrari. Like, I would love to, but it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't want to suck that Donald Sterling guy's dick. Do you know what I mean? Right? Like, <laughs> totally. Like, seem worth it. I'd love to eat pizza every night, but I'll fucking die. That's not how <laughs> right. I'll get fat. You know, you'll, we'll just start to understand the consequences of dating the person that we are um, sort of primally attracted to and just go like, I know what that is. That's what I want, but I can't have everything I want because well, I'm think, a fucking human adult. I think there's also a real... This the way human beings react and the way we even think and the way what we think is acceptable and isn't acceptable changes with the culture. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's one of the problems with going back to like 1960 and being upset at some of the ways people behaved because I think, mm-hmm. man, that is the way people behaved back then. Yeah. We, we know better now. But to get mad at a man who uh, behaved a certain way. No, I'm not talking about like drugging and raping and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Certain. Uh, 20 years ago when it was socially acceptable. Sexist behavior from 1960 that was just normal. Yeah. Like I think. This is just a part of the culture, and people thought that's how you behaved. Now people are shifting, yeah. and I think we're. And also, I think one of the things that's going on. This is one of the things that's empowered the women's movement, empowered a lot of other movements. Is access to information. Correct. It's radical. It's happening so fast, and it's it's inundating us, and we have to catch up to it. It's like it's happening so goddamn quickly that we're just trying. Okay, what 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 is okay now? What's not okay now? What can we do? What can we not do? Right. And access to each other. Yeah. Like never before have ten women all assaulted by the same man been able right. to meet each other right well how else would we run into it to the grocery exactly. store hey were you assaulted by that guy by any chance like we're able to find each other online jamie were you talking about steve carell in the office was it you that was talking about that yeah what about the, what, you watched the old episodes of the office which is not that long ago yeah he was such a creep <laughs> and that, like you yeah. could, you can't really do <laughs> that today that's amazing but we, he was kind of like bumbling yeah you know like silly hapless so what was the difference uh, like there was uh i think the purse episode where a girl shows up to sell purses and he's just like makes a big to do just like you you can have the conference room and guess what i just got this espresso maker don't make me give it to you because i won't oh and you need a ride home 
I give you a ride home. But did sure? it feel like, creepy or did that, it feel... The ride home thing was a very particular creepy thing based off today's like world. Right. Sure. And I think that like, I mean, the, and what I know about the English version, I don't know what the intention was for the American version. The idea was to make him kind of polarizing and make it's, it makes you uncomfortable and he, you know. It's crazy that it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It wasn't like, but it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's interesting because so much of this is, is almost, it's because it's so intangible, it's hard to explain. And I think this is why a lot of guys are getting annoyed because when you get granular about it, it, it makes us seem like we're just being crazy because so it's like you hug me at the comedy store and it feels different than when, um, let's call him Joe Blow hugs me. There's just something creepy about Joe Blow and there's something not creepy about you. And I can't explain it and I can't tell you why and I sound crazy and manic and histrionic. No, that doesn't sound because that's the same way with gay guys. There's certain gay guys that hug me where it's creepy. There's certain gay guys that hug me. I don't want to out anybody, but there's certain guys that hug me. I'm like, what's up? And yeah. I give them a hug and it's all just warm and friendly yep. and it's cool. It doesn't matter if they're gay or not. But then there's other guys that they, they hang on to me a little or they'll squeeze my back a little and it just get, there's a little little extra going on. I'm like, okay, and okay. I th- and, t- and I think that that's what like females are kind of trying to s- sort of say with the more granular stuff and with the Aziz story and stuff. It's like, I know it sounds like I'm being crazy, but I promise there's something fucking creepy about it. And I know that I don't have proof and I don't have photo evidence, but I'm I but and the more I talk about it, the crazier I sound. But I think that that um, is just making me the Steve Carell thing is making me think it's like a hug that lasts a little too long. I had a guy once in an office. Right. But don't you think the Aziz story is like, like, you don't have to try to tank a guy's life mm-hmm. from a bad date. It seems like you both ate, ate each other out, went down on each other. And it's like, it sounds like it sucked, but then you're anonymous and then you're, you're 22 or 23. Like mm-hmm. this is like poor judgment. And here's the thing. And I'll, cruelty. There's a lot of cruelty involved too. Like somebody described it as revenge porn. And that's for, what it, for women. Yeah. It's our yeah. version of revenge porn. But it's just like, look, this is not these are not comparable crimes to like what we've been discussing. And I don't know if and I can't speak to saying who's guilty and all that sort of I, I just don't need, I, I don't know I don't, what happened. I don't I think there's enough described. information, but I don't think that that this person is coming forward equating it to rape. I think women know that there's different echelons. There's rape, but there's they sex call harassment, it sexual assault. Assault. I mean, look, I don't know enough about it I don't know and enough none about of us were there, but like I do know in my 20s I'm not saying he's guilty again. I don't know. But in my 20s, I had a lot of sex that I felt I was coerced into that was transactional sex that I didn't want to have. You know, and this is something we talk about in the female brain movie is that men are less able to read cues, emotional cues on on faces than women are. Um, How does that work? So so we have evolved to cry four times more easily because men have a harder time reading um, emotional cues on faces. Wow. That's why women cry easier? That's why we cry easier because men are designed to sort of like see movement and to hunt and to, right? You're not designed to sort of read like, oh, is she frustrated or angry? You know, like, have you ever been on a double Mm -hmm. date with your wife? And like um, you think that her and the other I can't imagine you on a double date. That was so weird thinking about it. <laughs> I've done those things. Really? <laughs> in the very early <laughs> stages. No, I've, done them, I've done them recently. But they, have you ever they like get annoying? Yeah. And you go on a double date and like you have to fucking talk to the guy and he's asking you a million questions about hunting and you're like, just listen to my podcast. Why do I have to fucking do this for free? And then your <laughs> wife is talking to the other girl and you think it's going well and the girl gets the car and you're like, oh, that went well. And you're like, she was such a bitch. I couldn't fucking stand her. And you're like, it seemed like you guys got along great you know like has that ever happened to you my wife's not like that okay she's pretty, pretty she's just like has had it yeah. um she just talks have, i mean she's not like if she if she thought something was bad she would let everybody know like right away well she would just it'd be obvious or just just sort of like sometimes there's like um 
basically, and we talk about it in the movie, is like, it's just men are not um, as good at reading emotions on faces. So it's like, mm. if you were to say, like, Whitney, how are you? And I was like, I'm fine. You might just be like, okay, she's fine. Let's move on. A lot of guys can't understand that there's a discrepancy between what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. And mm. it's like about just reading like how muscles move on, on human faces. So it's like you can look up um, sort of the difference. And, you know, so I'm not defending men in that area. I think that that an interesting conversation that might come up at some point is people who have autism are really going to be fucked in all of this. Ooh. People who can't pick up on social cues because right. so much of this is nonverbal. Yeah. I fear that we're going to get to a place where we're going to have to like sign contracts and shit before we have sex and stuff because, uh, you know, I I know that in my 20s and I'm freezing up just talking about it um, is that when men made physical advances to me, I would be giving off these nonverbal cues um, and I wasn't saying no, but my body was saying no. And I'm not saying it's necessarily a guy is supposed to, like, be able to read my body language. But that's what was happening because I froze up because of my trauma response. Right. And I was scared. And also we are conditioned to be submissive to men. Um, I am conditioned to feel shame if I don't fuck a guy in a certain amount of time. What? I spent wait a, lot- a minute. Totally. Wait a minute. I thought it was the opposite. I thought you would feel shame if you fucked a guy too quickly. If you fuck a guy on the first date, you feel shame. But if you there's this sort of like unspoken rule that you like kind of have to fuck a guy on the third date. What? Yeah. Oh, totally. Am I? Do you not think that? Jamie's never heard of this oh, either. Oh, yeah. I feel like guilt and shame and I'm difficult and I'm a prude and I'm like whatever. This might just be you. Yeah. This might just be me. <laughs> but like every I mean, every girl that I know that I maybe it's just my generation or something. Every and, guy out there is like, oh, I got to do is just get three dates in and we're in. But think about all think about <laughs> negotiate. So just the just the tip. Is like something we joke about, right? Mm-hmm. But it is based in the idea of negotiating for sex. So if someone is starting to say just the tip, that means I've already said no. And you're like, well, come on. How about just a blowjob? And then I'm like, no. just Come on, just the tip. It's like we joke about it, but that means that a negotiation is going on mm-hmm. and that I've already said no. And then you just get worn down. And that's like transactional sex, which I think women are kind of just, I won't generalize about all women, um, but I think some women are like sort of like, I don't want to have that kind of transactional sex anymore. Mm. And like, like, I feel like I'm being used as a blow up doll. And I think from what I understand that girl felt is she felt like she was like rushed through dinner and like went back and was just sort of expected to mm. be fucked. And right. I think a lot of what's happening is that men were promised something from porn and women were promised something from romantic comedies. Men were promised that women like, want it all the time and women have been promised that men like want to talk to us and i think these expectations are clashing so i think it's a little bit of nature and a little bit of nurture so a lot of it being media misrepresentations of actual relationships and that's the models that people are acting on maybe yeah Hmm. i think it's different for every person because every person has a different experience with sex everyone has a different ability to read faces everyone has a different nature and nurture everyone had different fucking parenting and then there's a problem with like sometimes you really shouldn't be with that person and you're there yeah and you're there and what do you do what do you do i mean (laughs) i do i literally had sex before just to like get out of there You're just like, oh, God, I don't want to argue with this person right now, but I feel like this person feels entitled to my body and I feel Whoa. shame and I'm embarrassed. And like, it's just all this stuff that's really kind of hard to explain. And I think it probably is annoying to the guy. And I just like, I don't want to be difficult. And I've been so gaslit to believe that I'm difficult. It just gets like really messy. And then by the time you figure it out, you've already had sex. And you're just like, oh, fuck, can I have my parking pass back? <sighs> this is part of just being a human and trying to navigate your way through the fucking treacherous waters of uh, just 
social interactions, yes, sexual and I interactions. I didn't figure it out until I was 32 years old. I wasn't able to like articulate or figure out whether I actually wanted to be having sex or not. So like my advice to all my guy friends is do not have sex with girls that are under 30 because like I could not, I didn't have the ability to even know or say what I wanted until I was But like, for men, a lot of men feel like if you have sex with a girl who's under 30, then it's fun. And you can have fun, but if you have sex with a girl who's over thirty, their she biological clock and is ticking. Maybe I froze my eggs. Pressing, I've got time. My <laughs> shit's on ice. Pressuring you into this, you know, relationship very quickly. What's your intentions? Where is this going? I yeah. want to know what we, how we stand. What Block are that we? bitch. Mm. Block her. Find another one. There's Tinder. You can find plenty of women like in their thirties. What if you like her? You just want her to calm down. You just want like, well, let's work this out. I mean, look, have you're, we're gonna have to like start talking to each other, I guess, and like setting Ooh. expectations. I know that sounds like a drama. nightmare, doesn't it? So much drama. Um, LBC. But it's also it's like <laughs> so funny. This is totally like. Like, I I'm probably shouldn't say this, but I was thinking someone was like, yeah, and then they had dinner and afterwards, they whatever, and she wasn't into it. And I was like, that is already fishy. I never want to have sex after dinner. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like full of lasagna. Like, I don't want anything in my body after right. I've eaten. Like, I need a couple. I like right. to have sex before I eat. Someone's going down and you have to fart. I'm like, I, <laughs> can we... If we're gonna, if I'm, <laughs> just assume that no, any sex after dinner is mm. non-consensual. But it's super normal. Yeah, right? I, sex after dinner, oh you're God. grossed out by it. Look at you. If I just like eat chicken parmesan, like I don't want your, you know, I don't mm, disgusting I to get me. It. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I I just know that I've had a lot of sex in my twenties that I didn't want to be having that felt transactional, that oh. just didn't feel. You know, I think that you know who really wins in all this prostitutes. <laughs> And well, sex robots. Were, I think if prostitution was legal. See, the problem even with prostitution being legal is it's mm -hmm. still shameful. And it's still yeah. looked down upon. Whereas massage therapy But you get to keep your job. Not, you get to keep what job? You get to keep your job. Like, man, I, I just No, I mean, like, if you're afraid of sexually assaulting someone by accident or having an interpersonal um, relationship at work and all the stuff uh -huh. that's going on, just like having sex with a hooker, like, you're not going to get fired. They're not going <sighs> to report you. Yes, but. It's very problematic in that it establishes this dynamic between a man and a woman where it's very transactional. Yeah. And oh, that, yeah. And Good then point. if you get accustomed to transactional sex. It could make it worse when you're actually yeah, I mean, with. It's like then your thought is just, I just got to pay for it. Yeah. Like, why, why would I deal with your bullshit? I'll yeah. just be a grown up baby I paying just, to get my dick sucked all the time. I just mean if like men need, because I literally was thinking about the other day. I was like, I would like someone to invent like a virtual reality game so that women can understand what sex feels like for me. Like it must be so amazing. I was thinking about it. Why it's do you like, think it's more amazing for a guy than it is for a just woman? Just because I'm like to be willing to like throw away your career and r take that big of a risk no that's not what it is no like, it's it's this is what the way i described it in one of my specials i said being a man is like having a small 24-hour sperm factory with a very shitty agreement with the union you got one <laughs> delivery truck yep. that's your dick yep and you got one warehouse and packages are piling up every day and your dick is like, hey, hey, so we got to get these fucking packages out of here. What are we going to do? And the more it stacks up, the more yeah. desperate you get, the more you're willing to negotiate, yeah. the more you do stupid things. The nature of being a human being is men are trying to get rid of cum because we're making it all day long. All what? day long we're making cum. We're, we're cum factories. 
That's what we are. Yeah. And and when when a man doesn't have sex for a few days, you don't like I went through uh, I did an experiment on my website like a uh, few well, many years back where I didn't jerk off for a month. What happened? It's like holy shit. Punching you get walls. so desperate. Yeah. Like just touching people, just getting a hug, your dick gets hard. He's like this is bizarre. Like cuz most of the time guys handle it by just jerking off you just yeah. like it's like a relief you just you're you literally are backed up like you have pressure and you relieve it i don't know what it's like to be a woman but one thing i do know is you're not making a thing that you have to get rid of correct you like we have the and the difference between a guy being horny on like day one of no jerking off versus day 30 it's like you're a totally different human being wow you're a desperate you know, and men who have, don't ever get touched and don't ever get to have sex mm-hmm. are extremely desperate. And they will do almost anything. They will negotiate in very bizarre ways in order to be involved in relationships. That's why you see men that are, quote, pussy whipped. Like, mm-hmm. why are they pussy whipped? Right. Like, what is that? Well, that's the only option they have. Sure. These are weak people. And the only option they have is to acquiesce to whatever desires and needs the woman has. Right. You have to submit. You have to submit, and then she'll throw some pussy at you like a dog. It's throw oh. some fucking scraps your way. That's literally what happens. I just thought of airborne pussy. Yeah, that's upsetting. It, but here's it. what. But my question. But but these men had no lack of pussy in their lives. These are men, men. The men, the powerful men that are going down. Right. These okay, are men that could is, fuck whenever they wanted. Right. But there's still there's well see, famous the Harvey men. Weinstein thing. I've he had the it. most beautiful wife on the planet. Yeah, I don't I know think, if she wasn't fucking him. I don't I know. I think he was a fucking addict. Yes. And I think he's a that's power another part addict of the conversation. And a sex addict, and he's a fat fuck. So he's a food addict. Oh, Everything insatiable. was addicted and power. Like, yeah. I want to go. I want like, a big baby. I want everything. <laughs> and just stuffing things in his body. I mean, he's but a like Bill Cosby could have fucked anyone whenever he Same wanted. Thing, though. Power he was so addict, famous, fame addict. Yeah. Did I tell you a story about Bill Cosby? I used to, uh, I did this casino once, and I talked to this woman who was one of the managers of the casino. Yep. She said Bill Cosby would make the entire staff watch him eat curry before he would perform. They would have to watch him eat. They would come into his dressing room, and he wouldn't talk to them. He would watch him eat, and that's what he would do when when he wanted the, when he was f- eating his food before his performance. Everyone had to watch him. Then he had someone, a security guard, tuck him into bed at night. They had to tuck him in. So he laid in bed, and they would tuck him in, and then shut the lights off and close the door. Like he. What mental illness is that? Delusions of grandeur, uh, complete separation from normal society, this uh, thought that he is royalty. Right. This is what I think. I think the same behavior that kings have, you see that with dictators, you see that with celebrities that are, Uh especially celebrities that, again, became super famous 50, 60 years ago. Right, right, right. Like Bill Cosby. You know, he was famous 60 years ago. Well, there's some people like Danny Masterson who's young. This guy's not, you know. The Danny Masterson one is interesting because he's a Scientologist. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying that. No, I don't. I mean, now I think he's left. I, I don't know if they embraced well, that this or is, uh, I don't know enough about Paul Haggis too. This is one of the things that um, they were saying about him. Is they oh. think that he's being set up. I understand. By, right. So, yeah, I know Leah Remini, I heard her saying yes, that she, she thinks that, that these are fake but allegations. I don't know if that's true. But I think Danny Masterson didn't leave. Like, I don't think it was a ploy. I've been oh. hearing this for years. Oh, you have been Right. And I didn't before. come forward. Why the fuck didn't you come forward? What was forward? I going to do? Hey. Tell everybody. This is my phone, as if phones still look like this. I don't like even this. know if this is true, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you because I don't want to feel bad about it 10 years from now. I know. Totally. Like, I, you know, like I had heard creepy shit about him, but it's like, why does a young guy like that who can fuck anyone whenever he wants have to do 
do something like that. And it's like, I understand if you have all this, the packages and the sperm building up, but why can't you just jerk off? Why can't you just fuck someone consensually? That's, see, that's a different thing, though. The rape thing's a different thing. Yeah. The rape thing is a dehumanizing power thing. Correct. It's Correct. like, you, you, you say, no, fuck you. Yeah. You don't say no to me. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to fucking do this to you. And you, yeah. there's a, that's not sex. Yeah. There's, there's something way more. Because if you can get hard, when a woman is, is, is crying and wants you to stop and saying, please yeah. stop, yeah. you know, don't rape me, There's don't something. do this, you know, I don't want you to do this to me. Like, mm-hmm. And you, you could still do that. That's like some Viking shit. That's, yeah. It's really some. Because it's like, I mean, there could be some sort of, obviously not to defend it, but some sort of survival instinct in being able to procreate with a woman who's not interested. Like our biology is still not checked for like overpopulation. The fact that we no longer need to force ourselves upon women to um, proliferate the species. Yeah, there's got to be some leftover ancient, horrible rape DNA because there were a lot of people that were, I mean, Genghis Khan, yeah. his genes are in some ungodly That's percentage. right, amount. Yeah. Yeah. Pull this microphone. Oh, shit. Sorry, I keep you doing this. on your neck again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. It starts out, it starts out like well, this. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I'm just so curious how things are going to evolve. Like, are the people that are going to proliferate the ones that have the most self-control? Whereas it used to be your, your masculinity or your value was defined by how strong you are, by how powerful. And maybe the new power is self-control and restraint. Well, I think maybe people need to start looking at each other as other human beings instead of us versus them. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of the women's movement that's right, an issue right. and part of the men's side of it that's an issue. Mm-hmm. I think we have to get past tribalism. Yeah. I think, you know, um, Dan Harris from Good Morning America was on the podcast the other day and we were talking about in him. terms of politics. He was saying toxic tribalism. I love that term. Me too. Because that, that, that is, that is a, across the board an issue in this country, right versus left. Yeah. That's an issue in this country with basically everything, men versus women. Mm-hmm. I think we have to just look at each other as human beings. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not pro-men. I'm not pro-woman either. I'm pro-humans. Humans, yeah. And there's a lot of really shitty men out there. And there's a lot of really, really shitty, shitty women. women. Correct. And it's it's a real problem if we lump everybody into, well, women want this. And yeah. women are not women are not going to do that. Women are not going to lie about rape. Women are not going to lie. Of course they are. Yeah. Just like men are going to lie about sure. it. Sure. People are liars. Great point. There's a lot of people that are just poorly formed human beings and they are now a part of a righteous tribe yeah. of people that are attacking this other tribe. And it's like most people, most women didn't march. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's the right. other thing. That's like, the thing. Imagine most, if they did. Like, yeah. Imagine you if 150 was million women were marching. <laughs> most women did not give a fuck. Most women, I mean. But, but the numbers are pretty staggering. Staggering. But there is something interesting, I think, about what happens when a group of women get together um, because I think that at least in my experience, especially like in the workplace, and I and I was like trying to do some research on this, um, and I don't know enough about it, but there's this thing called I believe it's called favoritism bias, and it's how women in a workplace actually compete with each other because they're afraid that the man or is going to think that they're favoring their gender, so they're actually shitty. It's like like queen bee syndrome or something, where it's actually I've experienced a lot of competition with other women because there's so much scarcity for jobs. It's like women just getting in the workforce, like in the last. 10, 20 years, this is kind of new. So it's sort of like, bitch, this is fucking my job. Oh, hell no. So I think for women to actually be on the same team, not to support toxic tribalism, is actually kind of a refreshing thing to just yes. be like, I, like, we're not competing for a man. We're not competing for a job. We're actually right. going to unite. Like, I think there's just so people, there's something kind of healing about that, at least for now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I've, I've experienced women confiding in me about other women, yeah. like in comedy. 
and they're so shitty mm-hmm. and judgmental and critical. Yeah. Like I've had women say things about other women comedians I'm like, what? Wait a minute. You, you really think she's like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, she's a fucking hack. She's fucking terrible. And this yeah. time, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She yeah. is funny. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And they'll, they'll get really angry about yeah. it. And like, like, what is it? Like, what is that? Like, what is that? Like Scarcity complex. Mm. Like, there's there can only be one woman each show, and it's fucking her or me, or it's like, you know, and that's like a primal thing, of course, because it's like, I want protection from the man, because whatever, there's all that sort of like old primordial shit. But competition between women, like, I have, this is the first time I'm kind of not feeling that. Hmm. And it's kind of nice for the moment. <laughs> um, and we'll see, because I, I definitely know, even though I think that, you know, women... My concern, I don't remember who I was talking about this the other day, is that basically people are just going to stop hiring women or stop hiring mixed, like putting mixing people genders up in offices because it's just too scary. I'm concerned. Do you really think that's going to happen? I'm concerned there's going to be a little bit of a backlash that guys are, you know, it's not worth hiring a woman because it's just going to be a nightmare. I mean, I know a lot of guys who are like, I'm not, I never hire pretty assistants or I'll never hire a pretty girl to be in my office because I'm just too scared the way men are going to act, which I think is a little crazy and unfortunate, but it's like, but it's true. No one wants to get sued. But it's not just no one wants to get sued. You change the office dynamic. If you have a really hot assistant Mm -hmm. and she's walking around with all these other guys in the office and the other guys in the office are like getting her cups of coffee and (laughs) You know All of a sudden, I mean? they're like, her assistant. Like, and then men recognize that. Like, when I see a guy that's, like, skeezing on a chick, I'm like, yeah. oh, if you If you have, need an intern or something, and you have two women that are equally qualified, and one is overweight and 55, and one is 22 and gorgeous. I don't know how they could be equally qualified, but whatever. Like, who are you going to hire? Are you kind of like, oh, this is a liability. This could be a problem. Well, the 55-year-old lady might be fucking crazy. And she the will not how, know how to use Dropbox. Cool. She might be like really interested in you know some of the things that we're interested in. Make it easier to talk to her, mm. or it could be the opposite. The fifty-five-year-old might be wise and you know very calm to be around. I mean, you can't like that's a good. It's the individual. It's I just mean if you're individual. if you're owned by a corporation or if you're NBC or if you're Disney or something. I know there are a lot of conversations about like uh, uh, like yeah. potential liabilities. Well, someone is a fifty-five-year-old intern. It's like, whoa! Don't you need money? Well, that's a red Where flag. Where are you getting your money? Yeah, that's that's a red yeah. flag. I'm just. I'm we just... had a PA on the show that I was on once, and he was thirty-nine. And I was like, wait a minute, why are you a, you're a PA and you're 39? And he turned out to be a fucking nut. And oh, he was no. on pills. And, oh, no. Yeah, he was on, he was like, I'm like, do you, I had to tell people. I go, do you see the way he's moving? Like he turns oh. like really quickly. I go, that guy's on speed. There's 100%. And you go, they were like, you sure? I go, watch him. I go, watch him. He's, he's twitchy. Swiveling around. He's, he's always talking. He can never shut the fuck up. He interrupts conversations and he injects with these long, boring stories of his own. Oh, that no. guy's on speed. 100%. 39-year-old intern. They fired him. They wound up firing him like right after this one job that we did. But I was like, okay. It was tricky, though. I've just I've talked to a bunch of people who are like bosses, and they're like, fine, I'll just stop hiring women. Oh, that's crazy. And it's like, oh, God, that's, that's a whole other... Because they're just so afraid of getting sued, and they're so afraid of inter-office relationships and that sort of shit. So <sighs> this could backfire. I'm too free. I'm too free to have input on this. It's a... It's, you know, I think there's a weird dynamic when men and women work together, and you have a really hilarious bit about it. Mm. Like people working in an office together, like that they, the way they interact with each other, it's very strange. Like honey badgers in a fucking cage. It's just weird. Yeah, it's like you're. This is your new family. Like so you're, weird. you're with these people eight hours a day, and then you're only asleep for five. Yeah, and, and then you have a. F- you know what I'm saying? How a- how long do you see your wife every day? Yeah. two hours yeah. maybe. Right, and just, you're, it's fucking weird. And then you're in traffic for three. Right, so. Like, <laughs> 
like what what are you doing yeah. like your life is these people mm-hmm. and so then your sexual situation gets weird because you're developing you, bonds with them yeah. trauma bonds especially if you're that never fuck but they want to fuck forever and yeah. they just hug each other a little and they're sweet to each other forever but nothing ever comes of it but they both know yeah. they both know they really want to fuck but they're not going to yeah. so they kind of a little flirty well, and pretending a little affectionately we're not. yeah and they exchange little silly text messages and then the wife will find out this is an inappropriate emotional relationship yeah. and you're like well what does that mean I can't have friends and it's not it's and emotional like, yeah, cheating my work yeah. wife or my work husband type yeah. thing I've had that sort of people stuff happen people have that people do have I've heard people openly talk about yep. their work husband mm-hmm. i was like whoa yeah. this is dark like, i mean i remember with crystalia i was doing a show with crystalia and we would spend all day together every day and we were like having this relationship i mean we were also acting as girlfriend and boyfriend and we were sort of super bonded and then because you spend all day talking to each other confiding in each other sharing all these experiences by the time you get home to your actual boyfriend you're like good night <laughs> and then you and then a month later i'm like because remember when that director yelled at me and they're like no and it's like i thought i told you you don't listen to me you don't understand me it's only because i've invested everything in that other person that all of a sudden it starts driving a wedge between you and your actual so what you're supposed to do in relationships is keep everything and hold it it's like not ejaculating basically emotionally it's like hold like if something crazy happens to me at work i don't confide in someone at work i have to wait till i get home and bore the shit out of my boyfriend i know this dude who uh, is a very funny guy and he brings this woman on the road with him and when he brings this woman on the road with him his wife freaks she does you mean like an opener like it yeah he's got a woman opening act and his wife is fucking freaking do you truly think uh, i I'm all for female opening acts, obviously. (laughs) I'm panicking. (laughs) Um, Do you think he has any interest in her? No, he I just don't. wants to. I, I mean, I support having a. Team. She's nice. She's funny. Yeah. She's a good comic. Yeah. You know, and he, he has her open for him. Yeah, I but used to it, open for. Yeah, I mean, it's totally possible. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's that thing. Yeah. You know, you're you're experiencing this thing that she can't do. She's yeah. not, the wife is not a comedian. That's another thing. I think comics also have a bond that yeah. that I feel like the outside person can never totally understand. Never as yeah. well. Well, just the way we joke around with each other. Yeah. Like if just the things you and I have said to each other. Yeah. If we said these things in an office, like holy shit, lawsuit, human resources, yeah. we'd both go to jail. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think you'd go to jail more than me. <laughs> I, I am the worst, but thank God that NBC lawsuit, those Friends writers, made a lot of progress for us. Because what is we, that? Okay, so there was this famous lawsuit on Friends. The writer's assistant sued the writers in the writer's room because they were saying something about the actresses or saying, like, f- fucking them with twigs or, I think, something crazy. Yeah. And um, they sued uh, the writer's assistant sued the writers for sexual harassment and said I, to hear all this disgusting shit. And the writers won because they said it was part of our creative process. Well, it is. It, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. And especially with comedians. We have said ridiculous shit to ridiculous. each other. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll, we we just, like, guys, first mm-hmm. of all, like, Callan, Dalia, me, <laughs> we, we've said ridiculous shit. Yes. Like, about each other. Awful. Like, sec- like oh, yeah. about how I'd fuck you. Do, do we have fuck you, bro? First of all. <laughs> I'm a top. Oh, that's I'm a top. my favorite. That's me. I'm a top. Oh, and you're just going to give in. You're yeah. just going to give in. You're going to spit in your hand. You're going <laughs> to rub it on your butt. And we will do that to each other because it's how we make each other laugh. Yes. That we need something really extreme 
and completely forbidden to make each other laugh. That's correct. I think you, that is so fascinating. I think comedians, we just have to go off the grid a little bit like every now and then. Like someone watches too much porn. Right. We, just, we need gags and fucking mascara fucking. running and fucking belts around your neck. We need the whole Amputee thing. Amputee ah, porn. Yeah. We need gagging. We're desensitized yeah. to regular yeah. conversation. I think we have a certain like threshold of adrenaline we need or something. Yeah. When I get around comics, it, it took me so long to delineate the difference between like how to act around comics and how to act around human beings. Yeah. And I also think like part of the reason I'm a little manic when I first see a comic, it's like a puppy seeing its owner. I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I just get so excited that I get to be like, ah, bitch, can't fuck. Like I get to be, um, you be, get to be yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you get to be free. Because I feel like I most... spend all day just being like, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that. Yeah. Well, it's our, our culture. The culture of com- of comedy, stand up comedy, it's very unusual. Yeah, like the the community. It's one of the reasons why I'm very protective of that community, and it's one of the things that I thought was the weird. You know, it's one of the things I've said about this whole Louis C.K. thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. he did it to one of us. He yeah. did it to us. It yeah. wasn't it, not that he should do it to anybody. Yeah. that doesn't want him to jerk off in front of him. Yeah, but but, but I don't think but writers then, or interns on a writing staff are the same as oh, stand-ups too, right? yeah, yeah it's like stand-ups is one well, thing he just had a thing yeah. he just had a thing you like to beat off pick on someone your own size yeah. you know what I mean come jerk off in front of me <laughs> you know what I mean now as yeah, a 35 now. year old boy. I would like, love okay, to see that okay. and apparently he did do that to some comedians and they laughed and they thought it was funny yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, oh there god some I've women. seen so many dicks well there's some women that he did that to that yeah. didn't come out and they yeah. thought it was funny but there's a difference between like yeah. oh my god what are you doing and like right. stop please right, right. and and right. I could lose my job if I challenge you, you know? Right. There'll be nobody's doing that now, right? No one's beating off in front of anybody anymore. I think that's over. Most likely. Still, know. there's still people scared to talk, right? I, I guess I just am curious what the what the neurology is of being get, being able to get an erection when yeah. a girl's going stop. The like, worst is if they didn't get an erection. It's like three quarters hard. Like, I, but but if that's your thing, if if a woman go like yeah. is that like being humiliated as an aphrodisiac or shame? I think it's driven by shame. Yeah. There's a lot of weird shit to that for sure. I don't know. Because there's know. nowhere to go. Like I was reading this thing about pedophiles and like I'm not supportive of pedophiles. But like if you are a pedophile and you have horrible thoughts, there's nowhere where you can go unless you can afford therapy where you can say, hey, I have some really fucked up thoughts right. and I want to fuck a kid. And because shame is the engine of pedophilia yeah. and you have nowhere to go. Or if you do go somewhere, people are going to go, ew, you're disgusting. Yeah. And they have nowhere to quell that shame and stop the cycle. Right. Yeah. And then if you act on it, then you have more shame and then it just makes it worse. And most pedophiles were molested. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's just this fucked up cycle and there's no socially acceptable place to go express that the way if in AA you can go, hey, I want to drink or I right. want to do drugs or right. whatever. There's no like place for them to go. Yeah. And it's also because it's your your thing is victimizing children. Right. Like there's zero tolerance for that zero. anywhere. And people want to kill you. Yeah. They literally think you should be killed. But there should be a place like AA or somewhere where you go to go like... But how would we know if it even works? That's the problem. Like, you know what works? Bullets. Bullets in your head. Bullets in your head work. Correct. Yeah, I mean, if someone's a kid fucker. How do you feel about the fact that if you are a pedophile, that means someone molested you. And you it's were a, you were a victim at some yeah. point. No, it's horrible. Because victims become perpetrators. So it's yeah. like, how do you break that cycle without just constantly without shaming bullets. people? Because then you shame them into isolation, and isolation is where shame thrives. Maybe one day we'll have some sort of a form of therapy that can literally erase inclinations, that can erase surgery desires. That fucking takes out 
Well, that's what they were trying to do, right? When they were like a lobotomy. lobotomy. Yeah. yeah. Great. Bring those back. Oof. I don't think that works. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever you have to do. They just went in there with a drill and fucking. But it's like, because when you see, I mean, I was reading about the dark web. Is the deep web or the dark, dark web? web? I'm a hundred years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like 90% of it is child pornography. Yeah. And you're just like, there's so many, like, what the fuck? It makes me yeah. homicidal. Did you see that hero cop? This guy was like a hero cop, got his arm blown off, and he was like being, and then they just caught him with child porn. Like, oh, fuck. No. They're like, oh, that fucking, the, the um, Vegas shooter apparently had a bunch of child porn. Not surprised. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, like, but like to stop that cycle is just, so it's like the same the idea of like jerking off on someone and being um, turned on by them being scared, right. being sexually aroused by a woman being scared. There's something fucking going on there. And I don't mm. know if it's nature, if it's nurture, if it's fucking Viking shit. The, ch- um, the pedophile thing is also, it's such a forbidden topic mm-hmm. that no one even wants to express any sort of sympathy for, for those people at all. You don't want to be thought of as a pedophilia sympathizer. Correct. Correct. That's almost like a thing that you can't fix. Like the, the recidivism rate is so high. But if there's a way to if it's an addic- technically an addiction i mean i think it's probably a mental illness or if some right. sort of trauma therapy because those people are traumatized right right so, but if you're addicted to cigarettes yeah and uh you go through therapy and you kick them and then you get back on the cigarettes 10 years later i don't care mm-hmm. but if you're addicted to fucking kids and then you mm-hmm. live and then another kid gets fucked because you couldn't keep it together anymore yeah I'm not, I'm not willing to take that risk right. and that's that becomes a real problem especially someone who has young children that freaks me the fuck out. And I, like most fathers who are hearing my voice thinking about this right now, I want to murder. Yeah. I just want to take that person out of the food chain. And that's, you don't want to take that risk. And I guess the one thing I would say is like people, you know, have a lot of sympathy for children who are molested or victims of pedophiles until they grow up. You know, like a lot right. of women who are victims of that end up manifesting as the women who can't say no or the women right. who are like, you know, traumatized yeah. and, and, and freeze up and stuff like that. But those women are hypersexual. Hyper- That's the other thing. Totally. Porn stars. Totally. A lot of women that get involved in the adult industry were molested as children, like a giant percentage. They're I mean, sluts. I don't want to say it's all of them. I don't want to say it's all of them because I know there's a lot of women that do it just because they enjoy it. And that's totally cool. But there are a lot. There was there was some survey they did once back in the day, and it was some alarming number. Mm-hmm. And those are just high. the ones that admit it. Right. A lot of people can never come to the, come to terms with it. I was talking to a therapist who was saying something about um, plastics. A lot of people that get crazy plastic surgery do it because they were molested, and they're trying to change their face. So when they look in the mirror, it's not the person that got molested. That's what they thought about Michael Jackson. You know? Really? Yeah. That was one of the big theories about Michael Jackson. That's his crazy. father abused him. Yeah. You know my theory about Michael Jackson? Tell me. People are going to, don't say it again. Tell me everything. I think he's a castrato. I think he had his balls removed. I think that's why his voice was so high. That was a common thing they used to do with singers. Really? Yeah. You ever heard of castrato music? But is that true? I'm going to teach Whitney Cummings something. (laughs) They used to do that with opera singers. You know so much more than I do. No, I don't. You know a lot of shit. I know I'm not to eat cookies while we're doing a podcast. Sorry, because my blood sugar. I'm not in ketosis. There's no sugar in those. I'm not in ketosis. No wonder I'm so hungry. Yeah, there's very little. Those are no cookies. They have very little sugar. And the the glycemic index on those is extremely low. How do you not get hungry? I don't understand that. Because my body burns fat. I I eat very little carbohydrates. Like this morning, I ate eggs and uh, fat. Beef. So you never have like sugar spike or sugar dips because you don't eat sugar. I don't have any spikes. No, I'm eating fat most of the time. I'm eating fat and meat. 
That's what I eat mostly. Oh God, I need to just regroup here. I need to start from. It's scratch. way healthier. It's, it's way better cognitively. Yeah. This is what the, 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 the I don't get mentally tired this way. I take four naps a day, Joe. I don't take any naps. <laughs> It's always so fucking tired. Yeah. Well, I'm on beta blockers, too. I think that's a whole other thing. You're on beta blockers? I take beta blockers. Why are you on beta blockers? I get really bad migraines, and um, it's hormonal, but I think I figured that out. Uh, but I've, beta blockers are supposed to keep you from getting nervous. Yeah, it stops like adrenaline, I think, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. And they, I know a lot of archers use that. Yeah. They actually just, test uh, for it. Yeah. So, because when you're on the like an archery competitions, and then uh, nerves will make you shaky. Mm-hmm. So I produce a lot of adrenaline and cortisol at the tiniest things because I'm a fucking trauma source. You need I'm, a goddamn I'm, hug, woman. I'm, I, <laughs> don't. Every time I'm around you, I want to hug you. I'm a fucking spaz. And so I was getting really bad migraines because of my neurochemical spikes. I would get too much adrenaline and too much cortisol when I get nervous. So I take two beta blockers a day. Ooh. I'm a catch. Jesus. Um, if you had your balls cut off today, would the no, it's octaves the way you're of your vice go? Oh. The way you're developing. They do it to a boy when they're very young. There's actually recordings of castrados from the, like the early 1900s. See if you can get that. What surgeon does that, that surgery? Jamie? Got us pulled off YouTube before. About oh, it. did it? I'll pull it from there. So. Oh, really? Because oh, it's, cause it's oh. like um, por- child pornography? No, no, no. Because it's uh, the because the recording it gets flagged by YouTube as being their proprietary or their proper their property, and so okay. anything that you use that someone else's stuff can get you pulled off of YouTube. You know, like there's a shitload of people out there that have like these nature videos. There's a big one. We yeah. get, it gets us pulled all the time. Really? And, yeah. People that own things. Can like you pay you, for it? Like the way you would license something? You would. You could do something like that or you could give them your ad revenue, but you'd have to give them like all the ad revenue from a show. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. So like if we played a clip from The Office and we played it and you could see it on the show, we would totally get flagged and pulled really? off of YouTube. Yeah. And if it happens more than one time, you can lose your whole channel. That's insane. Yeah, I didn't know you, that. Could, you could argue it that it's fair use, but you don't have a license to do it. And if you're making money off of it, it yeah. might not be considered fair use. So listen to this sound. What this sound is that we're hearing. It's a and Jamie, what is the name of this? It's Alessandro Moreschi sings Ave Maria. This is a young man who had his balls removed. And one of the things that happens to them as they get older, they, they never really develop masculine traits. This guy got fat. Because he had no testosterone. He had no testosterone. There's no balls. And so they have this haunting, high-pitched, almost female but not quite sound. And it was a preferred sound. So much so that they would take children and sell them off and they would get their balls cut off at a young age so they would develop to be castrados. I can't handle things like this. Yeah. This is my thought about Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson's voice was so high. It was so high-pitched. And, like, his falsetto was so pure. I really... I mean, no one's going to know. I mean, there's no way to know, but um, I'm a retard and I have my own thoughts. These are, these but are my thoughts. But if I'm the surgeon who did that surgery, after mm. he dies, why aren't I coming forward and getting $5 million for this story? Who's because the... that surgeon's going to go to fucking jail. Right, you do that, Is that shit illegal? in America? 100%. Yeah. You just took a kid and cut his balls off? You can't do that. It might not even be real. I might just be a stupid person who has a dumb idea, which is more likely. I don't know. I think it's a pretty good explanation. I mean, it's weird, because right? the other he had other brothers children, that didn't sound like that. They didn't that. sound anything like that. You hear Jermaine Jackson saying he sounds like a man. Michael Jackson never sounded like a Doesn't man. Doesn't add up. 
Yeah, it was all weird. It's fishy. Well, it's also the abuse that he, that he suffered as a child and his mm-hmm. incredible connection to children. This bizarre connection. Well, because when you're traumatized, you get stunted, yeah? What, Doct- Jamie? The doctor that killed him or was uh, in jail yeah. for killing him yeah. wrote in a book that his uh, parents had him chemically castrated. What Whoa. is that? Oh, like taking for those real? pills? What, I mean, that's what he wrote in a book. I'm reading on some New Zealand news hub. I don't know how accurate well, they this do that. Is, They've done that to trauma molesters. They've do, they do that to trauma molesters. They give them the option. <gasps> oh, so that you don't. <gasps> Michael Jackson chemically castrated by parents claims doctor. Dude, this is my fucking theory. <laughs> God damn it. I'm right. <laughs> I bet I'm right. I bet I'm right. Well, also his children weren't his children, right? He's a heterosexual man, but that. heinous things happened to Michael in his lifetime that actually changed or had him morph into who he thought he was. One of those things, according to Murray, was his parents arranging for his chemical castration. His testes were never removed, but injections were given to Michael Jackson to maintain his voice, his high-pitched voice of a child that went long beyond puberty. He places much of the blame for Jackson's extraordinary but difficult life at the feet of his family. I fucking knew it. So let me ask you, is this something that stops testosterone production? Like what's given to kids who are transitioning and that sort of thing? You're done. Wow. That's why he was so skinny. And how That's long ago never, was that? I didn't. I thought was that child. was a more recent thing. They did that to him as a child. But then why did he grow so tall? Can you still grow? Yeah, you can still grow. Women are tall. You're tall. You're taller than me. A lot of GMOs. That's why. <laughs> no, it's just different genes. Yeah. It didn't doesn't stop you from growing tall. It stops your muscles from developing. Oh, but and and then what does that have to do with the vocal cords? Because something about your vocal cords testosterone changes your voice. That's why when a woman turns into a transgender man, their voice becomes a different thing. Right. Is that legal? No. <laughs> it's not legal to chemically castrate It's expensive, a though. It's fucking crazy. Because that's the, the, we talked about this in Roseanne. This it's, doctor's right. If that doctor's right, and I bet he is right, if you wrote about this, I bet he's right. He self-published it, too. Just what does that mean? No one gave him a book deal? Well, who the fuck's going to give the, fact a book deal to the guy who killed <laughs> Michael Jackson? That's a bad idea. Yeah, well, someone gave a book deal to that Milo... No, they didn't. They took it away. Oh, did they get the yeah, money back? He lost it. He lost his book deal when the thing came out about him thinking that it's okay for young boys to have sex with gay men. Not great. Yeah. Not great. Not a great brand. The gay community has a different take on that. Really? Yeah, they have a different take on it than the straight community. The, the idea of gay, young gay boys having sex with gay men, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother them in the same way with a lot. I'm, I'm not, obviously, I'm not speaking for the right. gay community, and I don't want to generalize, but the reactions that I've had from gay friends that talk about it I'd say it's way more common. Huh. Well, that was the Brian Singer thing. That Brian right. Singer had those parties at his house where he had a whole pool full of fucking gay kids. And Morrissey also defended <laughs> Kevin Spacey about it. And was mm-hmm. like, it's different. Yeah, But exactly. how young? Like, how Like how right. do you know? If you're right. 17 and, like, we were just talking about the right. power dynamic, how do you even know? You're trying to figure out who you are. You're looking for a father figure. Are you abused yourself? It's mm-hmm. like, we just, we don't know until they grow up and figure it out in therapy yeah. if it was really consensual. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's weird that we put this arbitrary date too, like eighteen. You're right, 18, it's you can so it arbitrary. All right. Well, you can go to war now. You're eighteen. Like what? I figured you out at thirty two who I was. Well, when when she should be allowed to vote? I say fifty. I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. It's like I mean, you know, I don't when know. should I don't you be like allowed to drive? I I drove like a maniac when I was young. I just never should have had a car until I was like 25 years old. When should you be able to right. drink? When should you be able if to drink? If at all. If at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. It's terrifying. Yeah. And when should you be able to have kids? That's a good question, too, because you if only at can all. do it for a certain amount of time. That's right. And by the time you can't do it anymore, that's when you finally know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm 35 years old. I finally am qualified to be a mother, and this is when you stop being physically capable. Isn't that nuts? nuts? Like, you have a couple more years. We could still shoot one out. I have... <laughs> 
Um, I have my shits on ice, so yeah. I think I might have I might have more time. But you have to find someone that you would really raise a kid with. Yeah, it's a true. very different. I have thing. to find the perfect nanny. Yeah, it's hard to do. Mm, no, gotta, I have a guy that I think is is pretty a plus. A we'll plus. See. And if it's, he's not, I'll just give the child to you. Oh, you boy. seem to be doing a pretty good job. I'll raise him. <laughs> raise him in the forest. Yeah. I mean, and then you said it's just like it, that's a very real fear. I'm finally for the first time like, oh, God, do I have to get my shit together on that. Yeah. But then I get super scared about this world. I'm like, do I want to bring kids into this world? Yeah, I have a bit about that. Too. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, oh, I wouldn't want to have kids today. Yeah. Why yeah. would you with all the books and medicine and shit? <laughs> People are shitting kids. I out think it's more floors. like. That's why Are we're we going to have water in 20 years? Yeah, we'll have water. Yeah? Yeah, we're going to figure this out. We're going to be drinking salt we're, water. We're, we're panicking, we're freaking out, but that's also why we correct things. Mm-hmm. I think the technology, ingenuity, and I also think, as ironically as it seems, a yeah. guy like Donald Trump as president is yeah. going to really activate people. Agree. They're going to start moving in. Look at this fucking women's march You're thing. right. You're a right. A big part of that is having to grab the pussy president. It had to get this bad yeah. in order for us to wake the fuck up because we are all zombie sleepwalkers. He's the reason why those pussy hats that, by the way, whoever's right. making a windfall off those goddamn pussy I know, hats. Jesus. They should be thanking Donald. There were people down there selling no one them. knows how to make <laughs> pussy hats like me. What if he's behind the selling of them? Yeah, no, it was amazing to see all the commercialization of it and everybody capitalizing and on also, it. I think it's going to make us much more appreciative of the Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah. And then the the all the restrictions that Obama put in offshore drilling. If anything goes wrong. Yeah. Because he's just opened up offshore drilling everywhere. You know that, right? Yeah. Do you know what he's done? Yes. And what I mean, he's done? I know. I've heard that. I he's done a that. lot of really crazy things with the environment and with, with state, with, um, you know, uh, whether it's Bureau of Land Management areas or um, uh, w- w- I don't know which, which organization he's... There's definitely state land that was public land that's now being diminished, state parks that are now being diminished, and they're opening them up for mining. They're opening them up for uh, extraction of minerals mm-hmm. and resources. Yeah. And all this is close to rivers and watersheds and all these different areas that are very important for different ecosystems. Fault lines. Terrifying, terrifying <laughs> there was stuff an earthquake in terms of the in future. Delaware. Well, there's earthquakes in Oklahoma all the time now that never used to happen. And all that's directly attributed to fracking. fracking. They're drilling these giant holes in the ground and pumping all this water in there and fluids and all this shit that they use for fracking. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's going to energize people and get people to understand that the, there's real consequences to just thinking about money. And yeah. also how ridiculous it is that a guy who has more money than he could ever fucking possibly spend is yeah. only thinking about money. Mm-hmm. In his th- is in his mind, he's thinking about America. He's thinking about people prospering and getting jobs and this and that. But clearly, it's not just that. It's clear. Clearly, there's some personal profit that's being extracted from all this. And of course. This, oh yeah, it's like his people. Yeah, he's hiring. Yeah. And look, and I love Oprah. She's a delight. But for the left to go like, let's have Oprah be president. How about NBC's Twitter page. This is our president. And capital no, letter. No. Our president. No, no, no. Oprah. Let's hire another celebrity who isn't qualified. To be the president. What? Oprah, <laughs> like, I just she's want to tell wonderful. But Do you like, guys remember the secret? Remember the fucking secret? Yes. Go back and when Oprah was telling everybody, you could have anything you want. You just gotta imagine it. <laughs> like, 
Like, what? What <laughs> like, the fuck are we watching it's here? It's just, it's not great to also be like, hey, let's have this other celebrity be president. Yeah, she's like, a guys, wonderful lady. Wonderful. I, lo- I, d- I don't have any problem with Oprah, but I just think what we should have is someone who is extremely educated, who has incredibly nuanced and, and well thought out opinions yes. on things. And someone who's has got a really good grasp of what it takes to run a democracy. Let's stop electing rich celebrities yeah. to run our country. <laughs> It didn't work. <laughs> didn't work out so well. Well, you know, I mean, you know, maybe so it worked out if you're an oil man. Yeah. You know, maybe it worked out if you're in the, the mining industry. And then it's like just tricky. It's like the idea of being like, I don't think Oprah should be our next president. It's like, well, you're sexist. It's like, mm. Jesus fucking Christ. You're racist. No, I'm not. It's like we should be able to say bah. we don't think certain people it's are so qualified. Crazy. It's also crazy. Stop yelling at me. Do you read your comments on Instagram? Should I just stop? No. I don't you never do. Shit. No. So very, smart. very rarely. Very rarely. Sometimes I'll look in and I'll see someone that's a dick and I'll just block them. Fuck. It's like, what? Because I try to, like, shit. engage and, like, try to, like, see what's going on. But the kind of it's shit is just it. too insane. It's not worth it. You just put out good things. Try to be nice. And is that a crazy person or is that a person that masquerades as being sane and then behind closed doors is crazy? Could be both. Mix of both. Could be both. Um, did you ever hear about that guy that got fired from Reddit and he was uh, saying awful shit on Reddit and no. posting all these terrible things? And they no. found out his personal identity. And they uh, went after him and then got him fired from his job and it devastated his life. I think I was married with kids and no. the whole thing. His life completely fell apart. Yeah. People enjoy being a cunt anonymously. They enjoy it. One of the things that I found on Instagram, if someone says something really particularly heinous, you go to their page, they're almost always private. They almost always have like a blocked page because they're cowards. There's just a lot of like very deeply unhappy people that will lash out at anybody that's in the public spotlight. Like you. Let me ask you a crazy, especially a woman. crazy question. Okay. If a man, this happened to someone I know, if a man is engaging with relationships uh, with other women on the internet as a character, is it cheating? No. It's just he's, pick, he's having a character. He's, Role play? Yeah. So, I'm, well, who is he an artist? Is he a writer? Or no. Like no. Yeah. Like in a, a in a, you know, just sort of pretty adrenaline free job. Yeah, he's probably fucking completely bored out of his mind, and it gives him a charge. Is it like a video game? Yeah, because I was like, this feels kind of like a video game. In a little, in a little bit of a way, it is. It's role playing. Yeah, you know, it's like a simulation, right? In a little bit of a way, it's just being deceptive. Right. Maybe it's fantasy. He right. wishes he was someone different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is that if if your wife is online as a different person, right. engaging with men, sending as- pictures of her own pussy. Ugh. That's when it gets weird. Dicey. Right. Pussy flying through the air. <laughs> Literally. You know right? who's here? This is what's going to win. Fleshlights. I wonder if the sale of fleshlights is going to no, go up. Ro- robots. That's Ro- what's going to win. Well, sex robots. Sex robots. Are totally win. agree. They're, they're closing in. But to your point about the do you think that that also works a muscle of dehumanizing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also changes your reward system. Like instead of like learning to be an interesting, charismatic person who's caring and kind and reaping the rewards of real relationships with people that care about you and you care about them and right. understanding real true love. Right. Instead of that, you're fucking this robot. I cannot like is it cheating if he fucks a robot? Like I can't have that fight. I can't <laughs> I can't do it. Did you fuck the robot or not? I can't have that fight. I can't do this. What do you do no. about that? What do we Did do? Did you fuck the robot? Tell me the truth. Look me in the eye and tell me you what, didn't fuck what Siri. Do we do? I but can't. Is a robot bad, but a flashlight okay? Yeah, because there's no head, I guess. 
<laughs> if there's eyeballs, it gets very dicey. Uh, weird, fake robot Is the robot eyeballs. skinnier than me? Uh, <laughs> Is she prettier than me? Mm. I just want to make sure the robots have wrinkles, a couple crow's feet. Yeah, giant anime eyes. Yes, I don't want them being too... We got to make sure you these robots... Dick, they faint. <laughs> we got it. They giggle. They, they, they touch, laugh at your bad jokes. We have to make sure these robots aren't too pretty. They got to be ugly. Mm, it's not going to happen. Yeah. They're going to be hot as fuck. They're going to be perfect. I don't like this one bit. Mm. You posted that thing of that robot jumping. Uh, Did you fucking see that? How crazy <laughs> that is that? Was the scary. There's so many of them. Scary Did you ever see shit. that episode of Black Mirror? The called one Metalhead. With the, the new is that one. What it's called. I Metalhead, haven't seen right? the new one. Oh my god, the new the new season of Black Mirror it's is amazing. fucking insane. And one of the episodes has a, a, ro- a bunch of robots that no. are going after people, and it's called Metalhead. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say any more. Okay. It's terrifying because it's, it's very realistic, Inti- incredibly realistic, mm. and and probably represents something that's going to exist in the future. Or maybe it's going to go the other way. I'm gonna be like, baby, can you just fuck the robot tonight? Maybe. <laughs> I'm tired. That's when you know it's over. I just ate too much. Send him over to the robot because yeah. you got lasagna in your yeah. stomach. <laughs> Please don't. Dinner. Don't impale my lasagna. Maybe, maybe you'll allow him to fuck robots, but the robot has to look exactly like the <laughs> of <a> you. <laughs> you have a spare. The problem is that I, we'd get the robot, we'd order it, it would come in, I'd be like, is that what I look like? But like you, you would, you would I have two dysmorphic. And you'd put your hand up and just like a mirror, it would put its hand up <laughs> and you'd both like move perfectly in sync. It would be a nightmare. It would have it to age with like me you. though. It would have to age. It would right. have to get older when I get older. It would have right. to get wrinkles and gray hairs and shit. You'd take it outside Some, Someone needs to think dirt. about it. Of look course they're all Asian. Did mm. you see the woman, um, Grace Wu at the march? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh, is that a dick? I've never seen one. I'm getting lightheaded. I can't do oh. it. <laughs> no, I didn't see a woman at the march. There was um, a one actress named Grace Wu who talked about sort of the fetish, fetish, fetishization yep. of uh, Asian women. Asian women. Mm. Well, yeah. get over it, bitch. That she's just bragging. That's what she's doing. <laughs> she's bragging. Oh, that's, everybody just wants to fuck, and I'm so tired. That's my thing of so fucking of free it. the nipple. I'm like... Only girls with great tits want to yeah. free the nipple. Yeah, you now you're just kids, you're just bragging. Yeah, no those leather tits. No women in their forties are like, let's free the nipple. It's all like hot chicks. Yeah. You know, I see what they're doing. Yeah, I don't want to free the nipple. When are you coming? Let's wrap this up. Okay. When's okay. your movie out? When uh, it's see out it? February 9th. The female brain. It's about all of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's about all of this. Sort and of wh- stuff. where would it be? In- uh, it's going to be in movie theaters, and then it's going to be on VOD. It's like uh, got Blake Griffin, Will Sasso is in it. Ooh. Yeah, Neil Brennan is Will in Sasso's it. Will Sasso is hilarious. Hilarious. He's Funny like dude. steals I get the him movie. In here. He has a scene with uh, Blake Griffin where he plays his physical therapist, and it's <laughs> fucking hysterical. Uh-oh. I could not cut it. Um, it's really great. Whitney Cummings, ladies and gentlemen. G- give her a big e-hug. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the motherfucking podcast. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Blue Apron. Blue Apron is treating listeners to $30 off your first order when you visit blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. So check out this week's menu and get your first $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. Blue Apron, a better way to cook, bitch. We're also brought to you by Square Cash, the easiest, simplest way to pay people back. Download the free Square Cash app for iOS and Android now. And now, when you download the Cash app and enter the reward code ROGAN, you will receive $5. And the Cash app will send $5 to Justin Wren's Fight for the Forgotten Charity. It's a wonderful deal. Da-da-da. And we're also brought to you 
by wondery.fm forward slash launch. The new podcast called Launch, all about John August, a screenwriter who a couple of years ago had the idea of writing a book. All of it has been recorded. All of it has been turned into a podcast, all of his conversations, talking to himself through the process, talking to friends about it, meeting publishers, writing the book, selling the book, and the book will be released in just a few weeks. You can listen to the podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to any podcasts, uh, wherever you're listening to this. Go and visit Wondery, that's W-O-N-D-E-R, like wonder, and then a Y, wondery.fm forward slash launch. That's Wondery wonder with a y at the end dot fm forward slash launch that's it we did it today's a double header double double header it's a double header um and my next guest is the champ rose namayunas the ufc strawweight champion of the road of the world otherwise known as thug rose she's up next so i hope you enjoy it. 